Greetings and welcome, guys, gals, and non-binary files to episode 364 of the Words About Games podcast, the weekly game and podcast for Words About Games. I'm your host, Amy K. Alexander, and I'm joined this week by not only Mr. Daffy Mooney. Oh, hardly doodly do. It's Friday. You know what that means. But also um, um, uh, Mr. Vitz Patel. Hey, hey, hey. There. There. There he is in his white room. <laughs> That's a, yeah. I have a white room. <laughs> Yours is full of stuff, though. That's true. Vitz has Vitz got a door. He's naked right now. Yes, I have a door and a wall. Yeah, I'm showing off here. <laughs> a door and a wall and a, and a, mm-hmm. and a skirting board. And yeah, a Vitz. Is a cam- it's his room is a, is a canvas of exciting times of potential nerdiness to go into. Ooh. It's a canvas of rented property where you'll do no decoration to it, so it's one of those. <laughs> oh, but it's all good. Never mind. Never mind. Uh, well, you know, no de- no direct decorations. You can have a you can have a background like mine and Mooney's, which is just clutter. Let's just call it what it is: clutter. <laughs> clutter. Yeah. Clutter. Clutter. How, how's everybody doing? I'm doing good. Uh, yeah, it's it's been a it's been a uh, a wild time recently, but uh, yeah, the the hits have just kept on coming in terms of video games and uh, and all things media. Uh, yeah, it's been a good time. How are you, Amy? <sighs> Moody, how are you? <laughs> I'm dying inside. It's been a week. So how have you been? Amy? I'm dying outside. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've been all right. The week's been all right. Uh, just pottering on, working. That's it. Cool. Started bottles, good. I noticed. I, cre- I created a fiery, sexy goddess. Cool. I went as sexy as hell I could. I was thinking, could, would I would I bang myself? And I was like, I would bang myself if I was there. It's always a good. And that's question. how it was. That's that's the question. That's the ultimate mm-hmm. question. And I went. And then I and then uh, and then I was thinking, can my PC run this? <laughs> I mean, mine can. So yours definitely can. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's had everything immediately. But it's buggy. There's like some bugs in it. Like right at the beginning, I'm just like, wait, why haven't you oh. moved? Or is that? Oh, oh, I'm thinking, is that my PC? <laughs> oh, I, I, didn't, I haven't seen any. Bu- That's well, the ultimate question when it comes to PC games. Because if you have a high end PC, nine times out of ten, you probably won't get the bugs that normally will come. Sure, but. You brute force your way through it, kind of thing. Basically, yeah. But then, what the simplest bugs that you're probably thinking we have fixed, and then you go. Then if someone said this is still here, what's your what's your PC? That's why. <laughs> I do sometimes wonder about that, where it's like you see Steam reviews up and and like user reviews about bugs in games and on PC and stuff, and I'm like, is it is it the game though? <laughs> like, I don't want to be the I didn't have any of those bugs person, but <laughs> I didn't have any of those bugs. I didn't have any of those bugs. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's oh, an yeah. interesting time. I I'm surprised though. Like if my PC can run yours is better than mine, so Yeah, I'm just crank the the settings up to maximum. No, I turned him down all the medium oh, <laughs> to be on the safe side. Same. <laughs> Instantly. <laughs> I was like, I was nope. Like, nope, P- medium. Will, will the PC survive? No, I won't. Yeah. It won't. It won't. It'll burn. And it's already burning around here already. So I don't need it. I don't need it burning inside my own home. So Yeah, I have to yeah. I have to stop playing for a bit if I play for like more than a few hours in a go. Like if I have the game running for more than like a, a few hours, I have to stop because it starts getting really jittery. 
but that's just my that's my graphics card. That's I know that's not the game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's just that's just you have the minimum recommended graphics card, and this graphics card has been running for nine years. <laughs> Stop, please. <laughs> like, Upgrade your PC. <laughs> we put that line in about minimum specs, but we didn't think anyone was stupid enough to try that. <laughs> what up? Boo, boo, boo. <laughs> why, 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 why? I wish I could take my PC that I have at work. Okay, oh. they won't allow it. It won't allow it. I see it. I'll take care of it. <laughs> Here's his question, though. What happens, right? Because you do work from home sometimes. Yes. Yes. So what would happen if, say, you know, your PC home, which I assume is the one you work on. Yes. What if that just wasn't working anymore? I text my boss and say, put me down for half a day off. <laughs> and you go... <laughs> Probably. I'm gonna need no, that. I'm, I'm gonna need probably, that work PC. I, I, <laughs> I would probably go into work. But like, okay, let's uh, let's add to this elaborate yarn that you spin. Yeah. Because I'm assuming you're lying, and I'm not assuming your PC is actually broken. Like, what I if you were also like, with you right now? What if you were also? <laughs> what if you were also like? And also, I broke my ankle, and I can't come to work. Oh, that, 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 I, my, I would not be working. Mm-hmm. Um, we're trying. Uh, okay, no, okay. Help, know. help us to help you craft the craft a story that gets <laughs> this, your work PC yes. to your house. <laughs> <laughs> this is a yes and situation. Really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my brain is slow, man. Don't, 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 don't you asking me too many this questions. This is uh, the dog ate my GPU kind of story. Yeah, yeah. We're trying. We're trying. We're trying to relocate your work PC to your desk. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I don't think they're ever going to allow it. So. What if you just moved 300 miles away and then we're like, gonna have to I work from home. Gonna have to work from home now. <laughs> <laughs> I moved. Maybe not 300, like 100 and something, like 150, I think it is. Round that ballpark. Fucking to, long. To, to do the place. <laughs> so, I've already done that. Far enough away, <laughs> it requires three if months I'm of transportation. Again, I'm moving back yeah. to the Northeast. Exactly. That is, that is when I'm moving again. And you'll when need I will, you'll, I don't and, know. And you'll need your work fee, so you work from home. There you go. <laughs> well, my head, my aim, my own, my aim will be up. I'll be in a different job. I just solved multiple problems for you, Emery. <laughs> <laughs> you play Baldur's Gate three, and you can live back up here. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting. Can you do this? You can answer this question, Emery. And Vitz, can you play the story multiplayer on that? Yeah, yeah. Or, yes. Oh, yeah, we'll have to team up. We'll have to all team up. Um. I'm about 35 hours ahead of you. <laughs> so? I don't care. I do. <laughs> Same with friends. It's apparently better. Yeah. You let us know uh... where not to go wrong. <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Moody was talking about creating a character so sexy that he wanted to fuck himself. I just fuck myself anyway, regardless of what I look like by my story choices and decisions. <laughs> <laughs> It's always that moment of like I, I'm trying to play like you know the good good person character, but obviously very sarcastic and 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 basically I'm playing myself, right? Short tempered, sarcastic, and stubborn. So then like you're you're in the middle of an enemy stronghold, and it's like, hey, you should probably not have slaves. And then the guy's like, oh yeah, what are you gonna do about it? And then I'm just like, fuck. Why did you why why did you ask that question? <laughs> Sword. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'm playing a bard, so violin. <laughs> there you go. Um, 
No, it's a fun game. To to properly answer the question that Fitz asked me before, how am I doing? <laughs> I'm trying to figure out if I've spent most of the week trying to figure out if, like, what <clears throat> spirits or demons or gods I've wronged in the past in the past couple of years. Um, and then I feel like I haven't really done that. But then I was like, what if it's the ghosts from Phasmophobia? <laughs> like our greatest hits. Sing to them. Well, that's like what it. I'm saying. What if, what if, what if they've, they're coming for me, to me for vengeance because of everything we've done to them? Well, have you looked outside and see if there's a van outside? There's always a van outside. That the guy opposite runs a, a business that I was about a name, but I'm not going to for legal <laughs> yeah, reasons. For fear, yeah, for fear of doxing yourself as yeah. well. <laughs> um, he has a, he has a business as a van, and it's right in front of the house every time. Mm-hmm. And his business is busting ghosts. That, that that's well established. <laughs> Oh, I'm just wondering if it's like you know George Taylor, Susan, the George toilet Taylor, ghost, where are you? Joseph Jones, and all of our phasmophobia faves. The one we sang "Bad Out of Hell" out for ten minutes. Like <laughs> I'm starting to think badly, badly. Oh yeah, this. accurately but badly. I wouldn't even say accurately either. <laughs> Mine was accurate. I know all the words to "Bad Out of Hell," but I do not. You don't. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> I'm just wondering if they've come back for vengeance. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. So I'll tell. I mean, I'll tell the story. I was eating. I was eating a pizza on Tuesday <clears> night, and my tooth just partially came out. Not critically, you finished that pizza. I that, did finish eating the pizza. Yeah, I did finish <laughs> eating the pizza. It was a good pizza. I was enjoying it. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to let this ruin my pizza. And for some reason, it doesn't hurt. <laughs> pizza solves many things. Do you think it was the pizza? Do you think that's why it didn't hurt? Yeah, hundred percent. Cool. That's awesome. It's just you playing stubbornness of like, this will not ruin my meal. <laughs> I've had a hard day. It's but a scratch. And I have it, waited for this pizza. It just, it just got a lot harder. I'm finishing this fucking pizza. Mm-hmm. You're going down my throat if you like it or not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Damn you, ghost of meatloaf. I will finish this pizza. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It was just a cheese pizza. Nothing particularly special about it, but fucking you know and you're just chewing some food and then it's like what's that <laughs> and then you pull it out, put anything hard you, pull on it out pizza. you pull it out your mouth and you're just like um and then you start going like mm. and then there's a there's a gap mm. which you can see very easily from this angle <laughs> which annoys me <laughs> but yeah oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> but then I thought I was thinking about it not hurting, and then I was like, "Oh yeah, I remember like three sicknesses ago <laughs> when my face swelled up." You remember when we had to do that podcast off camera because my face was like, <laughs> and I was like, "It's on the same side." So I wonder if like that infection was an infection in like the nerve of like that where that tooth goes, and like the whole thing's like connected, and it's just like. And but then I was thinking about that was. Before I went to the hospital, um, before I, I hurt my back, and before, and you know, I was just like, "Wow, I've had a bad um, since April last year." <clears throat> Amy's had it rough. She has. She caught COVID, and then everything fell to pieces. Mm-hmm. Literally, <laughs> <laughs> pieces are falling off of me now. I don't know what to do about it. <laughs> So I just played Baldur's Gate and ignored all of my responsibilities. <laughs> I guess. Well, I have an existential crisis. 
And now I'm here talking about video games. There you go. <laughs> With two Speaking awesome of existential crises. Speaking of existential crises. crises. No, I'm not reviewing Baldur's Gate yet. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember how... Do you remember how long it took me to finish Final Fantasy... Well, not finish, but you remember when I played Final Fantasy 16? I played it for like 20 or 25 hours. Yeah, I give it a take, yeah. How long did that take me? Was that like three weeks? Uh, yeah, but easily two. Yeah, three, two, two and probably, then pushing three, yeah. and then obviously I stopped, and then we did the podcast where yeah. I reviewed it. So I've done I've done 33 hours in Baldur's Gate in, since Sunday night. Yeah, that's quite the stark difference. <laughs> <laughs> so that answers that question, because I, I did have it, because speaking of, this ties into existential crisis, it's... I don't know if you listen to. I don't know. Think about it in the podcast after where I was just like, "Do I just not like video games anymore?" <laughs> you were asking that, yeah, yeah. So I was like, "Final Fantasy 16, not a fan. Diablo 4, not a fan." I was like, what, "What's going on?" <laughs> no, and I then do. we just came to then we just came to idea. She just doesn't like AAA games anymore, <laughs> which also is true because at Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> yeah. So that didn't answer the question either. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to like make my game of the year list and I'm literally going to rank every game like that I play um and I'm going dis- to discount Redfall cuz there were specific reasons why I didn't like that yes. game. Um and then I'm just going to like try and figure out like from that ranking like okay what what's where's what's the correlation here like I'm going to try and do like a scientific method approach of just like why don't I like all of the games everybody else likes <laughs> <laughs> Everyone like, else is wrong. That's what that's what that's what it is. <laughs> the thing is, there's nothing wrong with you at all. Oh, I know. F- fucking with they like it. I know. I just always feel like I'm like you know. I'll be. I'm. I'm sitting on a podcast talking about how much Final Fantasy 16 blows. No offense, fits. <laughs> and and literally like the rest of the internet is like, wow, what a great game. The story was so amazing, and this was great, and that was great. And I was like, these are all the things that I complained about when I was talking to Mooney. <laughs> And we can talk about it later. <laughs> because their excitement obviously helped it so fucking much. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. But yeah, no. I uh, wh- whine it at all at you. <laughs> While I was having that moment of Final Fantasy 16, I was getting text off it, which was just like the polar opposite of my experience. And, and I was grateful for those texts. I thought they were great. I was like, I'm glad somebody's enjoying it. <laughs> you're the you're the yin to my yang when it came to ff16 and i appreciate that <laughs> i just shut up i don't know if you noticed i got to a certain point and i was just like you were going you were like i've just done this bit and i'd already done done that and i was yeah. just like awesome like and you were like it's great and i was like fantastic <laughs> <laughs> like my opinion like you know my opinions about skyrim my opinions about james cameron's <clears throat> avatar there are just some things you don't talk about a <laughs> lot <laughs> I think we're to be it, on- I bet it Joseph once, okay? He wasn't <laughs> he wasn't meant to talk about Avatar 2, and then he did. He just butted it on, on my moment. You can talk about Avatar, it's fine. When you come down next, we'll watch Avatar. Oh hell no. Together. I don't want to talk about I don't want to talk about <laughs> Avatar when we're on video call together. You think I want to talk about <laughs> Avatar when you're within really arm's reach of me? <laughs> yeah, I'll be looking at it and it's like I've seen the size of your windows. <laughs> Look at this. Look I can this. fit Look through it. those windows. <laughs> 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 Fart, I'll just look out the window and say, David, why is Amy jumped out our window? 
She didn't jump so much as... <laughs> yeah. for, for herself she, she had a choice of windows, which one should be thrown at. <laughs> this is a blind host. <laughs> uh, yeah, video games. Interesting topic. There wasn't really much going on this week. There wasn't at all. I feel like it's the actually been quiet. It's I feel, weird. I feel like the entirety of like games, the games industry is playing like not just like games journalists or game players. I feel like the game develop most game developers are playing Baldur's Gate now. Like, yeah, that's it. Like all production has stopped, and it's kind of like the the deep breath in before the storm of all the games that are going to come out before the end of the year. I expected it to be good. I don't know if I expected it to be as popular as it is. <laughs> mm. It is an interesting thing because of how high it's getting rated and everything. Mm. Do you think it can go toe-to-toe with Zelda at the end of the year for Game of the Year? Or do you still think Zelda's probably going to be the thing that still takes it all? I still think Tears of the Kingdom has the has the source with, with the general public. I think for the for as Mantis Baldur get his song kind of thing, the the sales numbers for Zelda Tears of the Kingdom has been off the off the charts, and that's only the numbers that Nintendo told us about kind of thing, and they were up of the like the first three days. Uh, so it's one of these where I think yeah, this is still going to mop up all of the Game of the Year awards, and rightfully so in in my humble opinion anyway. I think I think at Jeff Keighley's hashtag Game Awards sponsored by hashtag Activision. Um, I think you know <laughs> I think Tears of the Kingdom is the the, the obvious obvious winner but i think like i think i think a lot of people expected tears of the kingdom would just be like the runaway success in terms yeah. of like awards and plaudits and interview stuff but i think like Baldur's gate is definitely like entered the chat yeah <laughs> for a lot of I think people before, beforehand a lot of conversation was okay tears of the kingdom is so high up what's going to be number two game yeah year? that kind of thing rather than but yeah the Baldur's gate has as you say entered the chat oh yeah. shit it's f1 it's the F1 season, what we're having <laughs> last two years. Verstappen's in his own thick and thing right now, fucking off, winning everything, and we're having a, and then the rest of everyone else is just fighting for second. Yeah, it's and a Baldur complete bum fight said, for P2. <laughs> I want second. <laughs> That's it. I, my brain literally just clicked instantly. And then Baldur's Gate just <laughs> cocked a shotgun, aimed it at Verstappen's tires, and went, nah, I'm not selling for second. <laughs> it's disgusting. <laughs> How good of a season we would be having if Red Bull weren't in fucking the Formula One. Oh, no, hundred percent. Right it's, it's like disgusting. Alonso would be in the lead, but uh, it'd be yeah, like Alonso and Hamilton, Hamilton would like right it, yeah. behind him, wouldn't he? You mean it would actually be interesting? Oh my god! Yes. Yeah, yes, Sammy, it would very much be interesting. But yeah, yeah, I've gone from mega well, me- me- mega mega into it, just fucking loving yeah. loving it to to to. Yeah, still watching it, but it's like, oh, it seems to be a pattern developing here to not watching it, but keeping up with it on social media to now I don't even know when it is. <laughs> like week to week, I'll walk downstairs on a race, I'll be on and I'll be like, oh, is it race weekend? I didn't even know. He was winning. Oh, <laughs> right. What is the price? We've got a month off at the moment, but then, yeah, they'll be coming back thick and fast. And the, the cringe has gone into high gear when it comes to talking about the Vegas Grand Prix. I'm not sure if you saw on socials the new piece of artwork that was going around by F1, and, oh, my, it's the worst. It's it's not on Blue Sky. It's not on, on my, social, I'm on, so, yeah, yeah, I haven't seen it. It's not on Blue Sky. My Instagram is incredibly, like, narrowly curated. <laughs> yeah, so is mine. Um, <laughs> so like so yeah, I don't see much on social media anymore. I, I open I open Twitter to to DM X. to DM Uvit and a couple yep. other people and then I close it. 
I don't even, very smart. I don't even browse it anymore. I just don't have the energy or the patience for it. I've opened it sometimes when I'm reading a news story and it's like, oh, this person tweeted this. So I go, okay, well, I'll look at that because it's part of mm-hmm. what I'm doing. <laughs> and then I you, read the one tweet. I don't even bother with the replies anymore. And then I just close it and go, cool. That's you know he's going to create an advert for, for X and he's going to have the song X going to give it to you. <laughs> I genuinely don't know if he's smart enough to put that together. Like X going to give it to you and X, his social media brand. <laughs> if he just stayed quiet, and not done anything. People could have continued to believe that he was a smart person. Mm-hmm. Smart people don't know how to stay quiet. Dumb people don't know how to stay quiet. That, that is entirely accurate. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> um, we're, into the, we're into the talking about social media portion of the podcast. So maybe we should just start. I need to move my vault boy because I can't see <clears> the, <throat> the clock. Uh, Great, now it's just shaking its head at me. It's a bobblehead. <laughs> rather, um, rather than possessed. <laughs> no, it's just a but. No, yeah, it's just it's just a bobblehead. It but its head bobbles. <laughs> <laughs> it looks exactly like one of the ones you find in the game. Um, yeah, let's do the main topic, <clears throat> which is one of the reasons why we asked Fitz to join us this week. Not the only reason. Mm-hmm. I switched to join us all the time, and he never can. But this this week he could. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, because we were talking about Vember, the video game Wait, huh? that I played this afternoon. I did it. Ooh. I actually did it. I sat down and I was like, "No, I'm not gonna let I'm not gonna let Fitz down. I'm not gonna let Mooney down. I'm actually gonna sit down and play <laughs> this game." Baldur's Gate can wait. <laughs> I'll take ninety minutes out of my life to play this game, and I did. <laughs> it, it is indeed ninety minutes long. Uh, uh, for those who aren't in the know, Fember is the narrative cooking game where you play as an Indian mom who immigrates to Canada with her family in the 1980s. Players will cook various dishes and restore lost recipes, hold branched conversations, and explore this story about family, love, loss, and more. Yeah, that's a good, a good description of it. Um, it's a description from their website, so I thought, well, yeah. They've done, they've done a good job <laughs> describing the games. You don't always find this, go. Fit. If, you, if, you, if you're like me and Moody and you've read a lot of video game descriptions, you don't always find that they're, that they're good descriptions of the video games. That is true. <laughs> that is true indeed. Yes. Um, do you want to go, go and do what we normally do? Yeah, you do you do your thing and, and do all of the... And see if you agree or not agree. <laughs> yeah, basically. basically, Moody's written a review. Um, and then we'll have a discussion about about Vember. So first of all, we go to Open Critic first, and we go to see Vember is has been developed by uh, Visa Game Visa Games Visa Visaya, I think Visaya. Thank you, thank you. Uh, it is on pr- everything. It is on everything, so yep. you have no choice. You have no excuse no to play this game. <laughs> you there have no is. choice. Play this game. <laughs> you have no choice. Uh, right now, on the open critic rating, it is at strong with a top critic average of eighty-two, and eighty-five percent of critic critics recommend it. The high reviews are at a Euro game of four out of five, Games Radar four point five out of five, Gamespot eight out of ten, Destructoid is seven out of ten. That's the lowest end I can see right now. God is a geek. Don't even know who they are. Nine out of ten, and high, lot of high reviews and everything like that. But deep down, does my review is my review just as good? Let's see. The title of my review is "Vember: A Delightful Cultural Journey with a Dash of Flavor." 
see what he did there. I see what he did there. He's doing. He's doing. So, yeah. So he's getting. He's getting me back because I filled my last review full of puns as well. Vember <laughs> <laughs> stands out as an enjoyable and culturally rich video game with its well-crafted story and innovative integration of food mechanics. The mechanic offers a unique experience that combines a culturally explosion, explosion of and game, gameplay in an engaging manner. The story in Vember is a de, de, definitive highlight. It is uh, innovative, innovative at that carefully, f- that is careful through and uh, thought. There, my words are shit. It is careful thought and effort that has been put in to crafting a narrative that immerses players, immerses players into a character's into the character's world. The characters feel real, with their struggles and triumphs resonating with players on a personal level. The emotional depth and character development keeps players invested in the unfolding events, creating a rewarding and memorable gaming experience. The inclusion of food as both a cultural representation, but also a gameplay mechanic is a stroke of brilliance that adds an extra layer of depth to the game, allowing players to interact with the cultural culture in a tangible and immersive way. Preparing and sharing traditional dishes not only enhances the cultural authenticity, but also adds a fun and interactive element that keeps players engaged. This mechanic effectively blends the narrative and gameplay, making it more than just a gimmick. Yes, it is just a point-and-click mechanic, but thanks to the story and cultural representation, it helps elevate the simple mechanic to higher heights. While the uh, Venba excels in the storytelling and even in the use of the mechanics, there might also be some room to for small improvements to enhance the certain areas. For instance, although the incorporation for the food mechanic is integral to the game, it could also it is just a point and click. So some could see it as a positive, some could see it as just a negative. I could see both sides. In conclusion, Venba is a commendable game that successfully marries a well-crafted story with invent, invent, invented game, inventive gameplay mechanics centered around food. It offers players a chance to explore culture, culture in an interactive and entertaining way, while also de- delivering a narrative that resonates emotionally. While not without a minor areas of potential enhancements, the game's strengths overshadows its weaknesses, making it a solid choice for those seeking a unique and culturally enriching game experience. Yeah. Now wait, because <laughs> you this last week we'll do what we'll do. Our, we're going to do our scores at the end. <laughs> I was ready to cut you off there. Also, when you said, uh, it, "Yes, these are just point and click um, mechanics," but and then you paused, and in my brain filled in the pauses, and but so are all video games if you think about it, dickheads. <laughs> oh, anyway, yeah. So. <laughs> I'm I'm judging by that review. You you felt emotions while playing this game, Moody, and I felt emotions while playing this game. But talking, but when I was talking to Vitz about it last week when you played okay. it, um, I think you felt d- different emotions than me or Moody could possibly have felt. Yeah, I think there's there's a lot of uh, parallels between uh, the journey that Vember and her family goes on, and and our own family. So. Uh, for context, uh, I'm the son of immigrant parents, and uh, they and the rest of the family came over in the uh, late 1970s over to the UK. And although this play, this game is set in Canada, kind of thing, I think there's a lot of parallels between some of the challenges that were faced, and it was incredibly powerful for me. And I think if you're a child of any culture, you will find uh, the similar uh, 
effects and powers that this game has on me and i think it will resonate with you too so uh yeah it's highly recommended and, and to moody's point about it being everywhere it's currently available on game pass on xbox uh so at no additional charge you can you can check this game out so you really so do have no choice no reason not to play yes. this game okay there's literally no reason <laughs> got him if you have game pass shut up and just leave us shut up and download and play the it. game look like, right yeah. if i can stop playing baldur's gate for an hour and a half to play it you can stop playing baldur's gate for an hour and a half to play it that's a cool like perspective on it yeah um when you were talking to me about it in dms and stuff i was like oh we got to get you we got to get a we got to get you in front of a camera and have this conversation um, I appreciate that because it is a cool conversation because there's only so far me and Moody can take yes it was a very emotional story <laughs> <laughs> yeah no definitely and I, th- I think for as many points that it touches on in terms of uh, the way names are treated by uh, the, the local residents be it Canada or the UK kind of thing and, and having English versions of names and how uh, food is an integral part of both cultures so while I happen to be Indian this game is set in uh, from a, is a family set in the south of India rather mm-hmm. than myself, who um, my family are from the north of India kind of thing. So there's slight differences. So uh, we traditionally don't cook with beef, where there's beef dishes in, in this game kind of thing. So that was the the one jarring point of, ooh, I wouldn't have done that. But <laughs> uh. you know, <laughs> let's roll with it. But uh, yeah, and I think... When when we spoke to when we spoke to you, I mean, it was kind of like, oh, I finished the game in 90 minutes. I'm not sure if that was just a reflection of how familiar I am with the dishes and the way they are made, rather than whether to uh whether to a wider audience kind of thing they would struggle to go okay so you're making idlis what goes where in which in which order kind of thing when your recipe book is is damaged so it's one of those of right does being of indian descent give me a leg up in this game so, <laughs> this one and only game or is or is it just you know that intuitive for, for everybody so you looked at what you were trying to make really and just went yeah i know what that is yeah yeah sure yeah. Oh, cool you just do this no to, to speak to that from from my perspective as somebody who didn't know any of these dishes existed but once a Venba recipe book. Um, mm-hmm. The they the, it was pretty intuitive to figure it out, like because there is it's like very light puzzle mechanics. Like the one yes. I specifically sticking out of my brain is the one with the flour and the coconut, and it's like you got to have yes. this much and this much, and it's got to be spaced apart. And I was like, okay, yeah, I can figure out what the game actually wants me to do here pretty pretty easily. Um, yeah, yeah, no, um, that's cool. From my from my perspective, in terms of like cultural stuff, there was definitely things I noticed from. From like my my side of the fence, there's the the um the casual racism directed towards people who are immigrants, Baron and and oh God, Kevin, Kevan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is it, Kev, did, did. Ka, is it Kevan or Kavan? May I ask? Kavan, right? I wasn't too sure. Well, there's no voice acting in that game, so it's open to <laughs> yeah. interpretation. Yeah. <laughs> so bleep blop. Um yeah. is technically bleep. not <laughs> It's, it's technically not an immigrant because uh, he was born in Canada. In the yeah, he, he would be second generation his, Indian. Yeah, his parents are, are are immigrants. But it was it was fascinating to just see sort of that casual racism um, mm-hmm. that I'm unfortunately all too familiar with, hanging around a bunch of white people and being white myself. Um, like the I don't like there was a line that Kavan said, which was like I don't want to smell like a an in like East India anymore or whatever the line yeah. specific line was. And I was just like, I hear people say that. <laughs> about Asian people and it fucking mm-hmm. pisses me off every time and it's just interesting so I can see that from one side and then someone else can see that from a different side yeah and I think just to the point of uh, that character not wanting to have meals at school 
that are kind of home bread and, and not just having like sandwiches or, or or buying stuff locally kind of thing that is 100 real and i think the the beautiful thing about this game is that everything that they touch on nothing is uh there's no flights of fancy like all of this stuff happens and for my own personal experience so my mother is one of these who uh dotes on her children with food and when i went away to university they packed me a bunch of a different food and we had exactly the same conversation the characters kind of think of i didn't ask you to make all of this this is what you did of your own volition so now now you're putting the guilt trip on me for not wanting this food kind of thing yeah. uh but that that that's a way that uh Asian parents have to communicate with their with their family kind of thing and and i think it captured that beautifully uh yeah even even to the the funny bits of uh, they're having that meal with the with the beef dish, and the father's complaining, saying, "Do they get any chunks of beef at all? Am I just eating rice here?" <laughs> I did love <laughs> yeah, that. that. Yeah, that absolutely happens. But you know, so so does the bit where the, the the father is attacked on the on the way home from work, and I think a lot of that speaks to uh, some some world and current events kind of thing to say, uh, especially like in American Canada, like uh, post nine eleven. I know. Uh, when this event happens in game, it, it's said before nine eleven, but there was a lot of racial tension there, as there as there is today, kind of thing. Obviously, not help with this government, but that's probably a different topic for a different day. Uh, but yeah, I, I just thought the 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 emotional bits hit harder for me, but it's not to say that it's exclusive just because I happen to be Indian, kind of thing. I think that it can hit on on multiple levels for for everybody. <clears throat> Yeah, I think when I reviewed uh, a video game called It's If not It's Found If Found uh, a few years ago, it was a case of the emotion emotional beats here for for anyone who who is enjoying the story, but they hit differently when they're personal. Um, mm-hmm. Which for me, that was in that video game. Um, I don't know why I said it like video game. Like I'm being very formal when I talk about it in that <laughs> in that computer game. That's it. With the colors in, in, in the, in the year twenty twenty, <laughs> <laughs> which was a point and click game. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yeah, no, um, yeah. So I get like how sometimes it can be personal to you because somebody who knows your lived experiences made it and put themselves yeah. in it, basically. And uh, one of the one of the most powerful things is uh, during uh, later on in the game where the the child is all grown up and and working in some sort of production is. They originally they chicken out of making the uh, making the executive production decision to not include a certain scene kind of thing mm-hmm. or to to speak up, but then they they find that voice and then that empowers them to to go back to India kind of thing and and have that a conversation with the with Vemba herself. And I thought that was that was really powerful because I think we've all been there in terms of there there is an element of uh, for for a red term referring to yourself as a coconut kind of thing to to be brown on the outside but white on the inside. But uh, and and there's a there's an element of of that happening in in, in Kana kind of thing. So yeah, I thought that was that was really well done. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I did want to punch Kevin in the head several times yes. while I was playing the game. I was just like, isn't just. <laughs> but Indian children are stupid. We're all stupid. Stop Everybody it. thinks we've got the brains and all the rest of it. But yeah, I, I think we're, we're all. In, in a way, it was kind of it was it was a relief to find out that I'm not the only one who's like that with my parents kind of thing. This is happening sure. universally. Okay. So yeah, that was that was good fun. No, that's cool, man. Yeah. Um. And yeah, it was just a, it was just an enjoyable game. Um. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I took the time out of my. Busy yeah, I, I Baldur's could, Gate schedule to play. Definitely could have done with more recipes to uh, to go after, but I think the the ones that are included were the important ones. Uh, and yeah, I, I like the as you said the the point to clip puzzle mechanics and the the kind of fail states were really quickly to recover from. And you know there was no like in, uh, really long loading screen to to get you to to restart the puzzle. So I thought that was really good. 
All right, cool. I I mean, I didn't know that there were fail states in the game. <laughs> I'm just that good at I'm just that good at video <laughs> games, I guess. <laughs> um, no, cool. Um, do you have anything to add? Really, really? I adored this game. I had so much fun with it. Me and my I was playing it on on the couch on our TV, and then oh, my nice. partner joined in with me because she's she's pretty much the cook of cook out both of me and her. She is. And she's, she's been getting good. in. <laughs> she's been getting uh, getting into more spices and using like Indian flavors and everything. So when she saw what I was playing, she's actually helped me solve some of the things because she's obviously researched how to do certain things and everything. Um, but anyway, that was just a, a really fun experience just doing that. I was cooperating, doing this thing together, and it was really fun and enjoyable. I thought the story was really, really, really well done. I really enjoyed just how personal it was. You could see sides of everything. Um, you saw the father's side, the mother's side, and the son's side, and everything. And you like you've each element you have probably experienced in some sort of way in your life. Um, and uh, and it's very it was just really really uh, refreshing to see this. Like I shouted out last week, I was thinking I don't play games. I want I want to play as many different type of games as I can. And if it's a different experience or cultural experience for me instead of the pasty white person I see every day on pretty much all media, um, that's even more enriching for me. I can, I'll learn I'll learn more, and I think it also just helps helps us just like understand people more and everything like that. You see all the crap you see online and on the media and everything and through governments and whatnot and you just see there's like these are just the the people that we're all just people and we should just we all we're just helping one another and and doing all that thing and like it, it it was like it took me a while until i really clicked the thing in that what that the son was doing the thing and he preferred getting called kevin and i was just like i didn't click straight away with that until like until like the mother really got onto him about it and i was like Oh shit! Because I didn't realize how they spell it, and that's just that's on a me thing. It's just mm -hmm. reading is not the best thing for me. It's a pain in the backside for me. But um, when I was what doing, I was like, oh shit! It just it just like blew my mind when I saw that, and that and like that's the thing of like I've I've kind of experienced that to myself into a certain way. Because my name is David. It's the Welsh version to say David. Some idiots in my life have what, said called me David. Said David or Dave. <laughs> And I've literally, I've ignored them. I ignore them. Anybody who calls me David or Dave or anything like that, I ignore them. You will not get a response from me whatsoever because it's not my name whatsoever. I'm proud of my name and everything like that and whatnot. And um, but but to see like people, so like people of the, of mm -hmm. different ethnicity, probably say like because of my ethnicity, sadly, of forcing people like like yourself, Ritz, and everything like that, or, or other cultures, cult cultures out there to say, no, I am, this is my name, even though my name is spelt a different way and actually says a different thing, you know, and it's just like, why do we do this? <laughs> and it's just like, it's why? It's a very what good question, right? Because like, yeah. I've, known, I've, known, I've known a lot of people who, like, through, through my job and whatnot, who have like who do that like on purpose where it's like they they have their i don't know what the term is their british name okay so like yeah, they English have their the western name is is right. what's typically referred to yeah yeah and then there's their actual name and it's like so they'll go around and, and, and they'll have i'm not gonna like try and like think of a name off of the top of my head but it's like they'll have their mm -hmm. actual name but then they're like yeah but just call me just call me rick and it's like yeah okay <laughs> But like, it's not even like a shortened version of their of their actual name. It's just a completely different name, and that's always been a been a weird one to me. So to see that like played out in Venba from 
a different perspective. It was it was one. It was a it was a cool story. Be in a cool story, but also too, it was like I learned something today. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like, like learning. You, like be proud of your names out there. Like I've got a partner. She has five names. When we eventually time out, she's gonna have six names, and I take the piss out of her all the time with her. And it's really, it's just a little, it's 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 really funny. It's thinking, so you're gonna chop half of them out, right? And just gonna go down to three names and stuff like that. It just has a jokey way, but I'm I'm incredibly proud of her name. I'm incredibly proud of the culture she's come from and everything like that because I learn from that and everything, and it helps me and whatnot. And I'm like, I'm proud to proud proud for. For if if she wants to take my name, she believe, I believe she is. <laughs> she says she wants to, and I think she's going to ask six names. And I, 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 yeah, she says that now. Yeah, no one says that. I should not say. Are we sure about this? <laughs> you can ask whatever you want when the phone comes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what if we create our own? Match name? <laughs> I go. am going as the High Lord Smeghead. <laughs> yeah, High Lord. Well, Phil's a Lord, so you can be the High Lord. Yeah, that makes I'm sense. I'm the High Lord. <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, it's like. Yeah, I am like learning it. It's just so be proud of your names. Be proud. Don't be ashamed of them. I feel like that. And don't no, one hundred percent. I think uh, following on from that is to to be proud of your culture as well. So one of the one of the great things I've seen in these uh, past couple of weeks since the the games come out has been uh, the rise of kind, kind of Desi Twitter. So Desi is just a, a generic term for anyone who, who comes from Southeast Asia, kind of thing. Uh, and it's one of these where every, all the voices are popping up saying, oh, I've been, uh, you know, I played Vember and I had this experience and now I need to call my mom because now this game gave me a guilt trip more than my parents do kind of thing. And it's one of these where, yeah, it's, it's been it's been really powerful to, to see all the voices come up. And, uh, yeah, I've been advising everyone that, uh, you know, if they're lucky enough to have a therapist, then book a, a therapy appointment immediately after you finish this game. So, yeah, it's one of those. <laughs> Highly recommended video game experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> call your therapist. <laughs> mm. No, that's that's cool. the thing about it, like why I was like a little low on viewfinder because they had yeah. a story in there. There's a story in that. It just it doesn't. It isn't impactful. It doesn't hit me or anything like that. It doesn't make me feel anything. But sadly, and that's why I knocked it down a couple of points. And when I when I, when we scored it and everything, and but this one is just like a completely different thing. It hits you. It hits you. 100%. It's a short game. I don't care. I would. Oh, I yeah. would. Yeah. I would pay. I would pay full price for this. I would go whole sixty dollars on this thing, or sixty pound for us, and everything like that. I would go full on. I would have no problems or gripes for it <laughs> whatsoever because it deserves that. Because that's how great the experience is. Yeah. I will say in Viewfinder, I did give the cat many, many pets. So I didn't give a hoot about the we story that was going on, but yeah. <laughs> we all did that. Uh, yeah, I gave the cat many, many pets, but I just wanted the people to stop talking. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, Venba, I didn't. Like, I like Venba's length. I think it's. Um, so I, I saw someone describe it on Blue Sky as a movie length. And I was like, that's a mm-hmm. great way to just describe this game. It's like, oh, yeah, it's just like sitting down to watch a movie. It's the same. It's the same time experience i don't know that sentence got away from me there <clears throat> but um but yeah no and just all words have gotten away from me so moody take it take it take over from me <laughs> i don't know what the fuck what you, happened what do you want to do do you want to score it or you no i was gonna it? i was literally making a point and then my brain just went nah well basically not I anymore can- Backing back onto that, basically, like I've complained about the length of games for a long, long time. Right now, like I think they're just getting way too big. Like ah. they're so daunting. I have Zelda two. Zelda two. I don't know if I'll touch it. I honestly don't know if I'll I will touch it because it's such a daunting thing. I've started Baldur's Gate three. I don't know how far I'll get into. Amy, you're thirty five hours. I think I'll. I don't know if I'll hit ten. 
because That's of just bad. how big this game is and everything like Pretty that. Big. And it's just so, <laughs> so daunting. So when we've played games like some of the some really simple games that are just like easy, easily managed, a nice little appetizer or just a nice little meal just to go in and just enjoy yourself with and everything is I think it's just fabulous, and that's like why well, I'm so happy when it comes to November. November is a is a tasty treat indeed. Got it in there. I got it again with the fans. Got it. it in there. It's really getting revenge <laughs> on me for Day of the Diver. Um, yeah, no, um, I remember my point when you were talking about it there. It's just like I feel like if November was longer, I feel like it would have probably not been as impactful or as good. Like we've we've talked about this and um, recently, Moody, where it's like games are the length. Game, like there's the right length for a game, right? It's like Alien Isolation, ten hours, too long. Persona Five, a hundred hours perfect length for that game <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> for that game sense. it really yeah like d- different games have different like lengths yeah. that that work for them with venber it's like yeah i definitely would have liked more recipes like Vitz was saying but that's just because i like and i ate this I, I played this game when i hadn't eaten yet and i was very hungry, <laughs> feeling hungry um, afterwards. i was feeling hungry afterwards and i was i did order a full-on takeout and i was, I order a full-on takeout, but not an indian cuisine um <laughs> But um, well, it'd be Indian takeaway cuisine. It wouldn't wouldn't be what I just played. Um, because Indian takeaways <laughs> don't actually do that. <laughs> but um, yeah, that'd be a weird request if you were going to play something. Yeah, yeah right. Some Italy. It's like really. So <laughs> hold on, hold on, and try. I'm like I'm pronouncing it really weirdly because I just wrote it down on my hand, yeah. like while I was yeah, playing can the I get game. Some idly. <laughs> some some idl- I think that says idle. Um, mm. is that a thing that you do? <laughs> And they're like, you want a Vindaloo? And I'm like, no, I definitely don't want one of those. <laughs> but um, but yeah, no, I think Vembo hit that sort of perfect length. Um, and again, I think the puzzles, again, if the, I call them puzzles, the gameplay mechanics, if they, if they had been more challenging, I think that would have detracted from the game. Yeah, and I think for the for the amount of new people who, who traditionally don't play video games who will pick this up kind of thing or check it out on Game Pass... I think you're right in what you're saying in terms of you need to make it approachable. And I think they, they nailed the balance. Yeah. Yeah. It's like with Vent, like we, I've talked before about like um, going into different games, wanting different things out of them, where it's like, yeah, with, with Viewfinder, it was like, yeah, fucking fuck my brain up. Really just go to town on breaking my brain in half. And with Baldur's Gate, it's like, yeah, just fucking destroy me with your spells and whatnot. I'm in, I'm ready. And then with Venber, it's just like, no, it's, this is a chill, cooking experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anything more and you'd ruin it be too much <laughs> it'd be too much <laughs> yeah cool um so does anyone have any final ad additions does anyone have any more oh. final things that they want to say i don't know go play vember no excuses no excuses on game pass game pass is a dollar if you've never had it before hmm? or a pound and even though game pass is only for 14 days alluding to a story we're going to get to uh, you don't need 14 days to play. It's 90 minutes. Get it if done. You, if you somehow manage to, to not play Venver over the course of 14 days, like in little chunks. What the fuck is wrong with What you? happened? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so so should we, do you want to, you've got your score locked in, I'm guessing. Moody. Go for it. What will you go for? Five out of five. I adored this game so, so much. It was just, it resonated with me so much in the game. With the story and everything, and like when you when you sucker punch me and just make me feel, I'm just like, Bastard. 
you ungodly bastards type of thing. <laughs> like I felt emotional by the end of it, and it was just really, it was just uh, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. Like I would tweak one thing of just like when it came to the father with what happens in the story and everything. Mm-hmm. But other than that, just because I would, I would want to see more of that. But other than that, yeah. that's it. It's it's like that. You can nitpick, nitpick certain things. But uh, it's it's a five out of five for me. I it's one of my favorite games this year so far. I absolutely loved it. I adore it. Hundred percent on that. And I think for the uh, it's environmental storytelling as well. So as soon as you saw Vember's outfit change into what uh, she goes on to wear for the rest of the game, kind of thing. For me, because I understand that significance of wearing that particular color, kind of thing. I it immediately triggered a oh no this will happen to this character kind of thing. So, mm. yeah, it, it, you're really going to pick up on those kind of things, bits and pieces as well. That's fair. I kind of... Yeah, it's easy. Yeah, it, 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 I figured it out as soon as you see the, the glasses in front yeah. of the picture. I was like, oh, no! <laughs> but I get what you're saying. Also, really this, well. this many years later after he breaks the glasses, can't get a new pair of glasses? Uh, I, I, can't, I can't really I can't really add to that discuss <laughs> um, three years later <laughs> um, but yeah no uh, four stars for me definitely for all of the things that I said before and I could summarize them but you just heard me say them so there you go four stars do you want to add a start at this why not five yeah what was that? Sorry, I feel like I talked over you saying that in a different language. <laughs> uh, no, the, the full five, so full batch. Ah, full batch. Yeah, I, sometimes I need to learn when to shut the fuck up. No, it's all good. Maybe he's not. He knows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you want me to do what I did to Joe Medford a couple of weeks ago? <laughs> um, what did you? Oh, yeah. Shut up. <laughs> that was funny. In the nicest way, it was literally a gap between us. Was and then like, he became blood disco. <laughs> <laughs> you told him to shut up. <laughs> shut up! And he's like, I'm, you know, yeah, there you go. Villain origin story. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we are very early for for our for our halftime portion of the podcast, but we'll do it anyway. Um, gives me more time to talk about Baldur's Gate, um, <laughs> or whatever we end up talking about. In Moody. it is Moody's time to shine, after all. But first. It's Indie Game of the Week. This is the thing we do every week where we talk about a cool-looking upcoming indie game. Normally, Amy plays the demo for it, but, like, man, I took 90 minutes out of my time of Baldur's Gate to play Vember. I wasn't taking more time to play a demo for a game, so I found a game without a demo (laughs) and went, that one. (laughs) Uh, It's called Samurai Unicorn, which is an action horror game with fret row graphics. Um essentially looks like if hr geiger um made resident evil made, made a baby with resident evil yeah like the the old resident evil is like does. there does. is there is like, um, there is like i don't want to get anyone sued or anything but there is definitely face huggers in this game <laughs> judging by the trailer <clears throat> and it but it's got that proper blocky polygon resident evil one era style graphics which is making a comeback. I'm noticing that the PS1 like aesthetic, like in general, is making a comeback in the indie scene. Like loads of games are coming out that oh, just look like PS1 games. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as I saw that face, I was like, "This is going to be indie game of the week." <laughs> <laughs> it's basically it's Alien, but it's Resident Evil. <laughs> Maybe he's loving the trailer. Look at his face. He's like, "Yeah, 
Add to wish list, baby. And yeah, yeah add, you should go. definitely add this to the wish, your wish list. There's links in the descriptions wherever you're choosing <clears throat> to listen to this podcast. Go wish list the game. Like, if I find out you listen to this podcast and at this point your Steam wish list isn't like 200 games long from all of the indie games of the week, <laughs> what are you doing, man? What are you doing? <laughs> Get them wishlisted. Get them wishlisted. It helps the developers out. I can confirm. Um, yeah, developed, published by It's Got Stealth, coming TBA to Steam. And uh, and that's that's it. That's Indie Game of the Week. Where so before you go halfway before off, through the show. Off our half, half view, I've got something I want to bring up. Oh, crap. That's okay. Yeah. Oh. No, it's, it's a good thing. It's you, a say good thing. You, you say that. You say that. The words are positive, <laughs> but the tone, the tone betrays you. I rolled. I rolled high. From. I've rolled high on my insight. Insight check here. You know, I don't know if this is necessarily all good. Amy's <laughs> like, it sounds good, but it's going to turn back on me, and I know it is. I, I smell right. Yeah. I, I've, I dreamed in Baldur's Gate last night, like in in isometric <laughs> camera. <laughs> no, I just wanted to bring up um, the awesomeness that I saw of what I tweeted out a couple of weeks days ago. Phil Spencer's played a game that I helped. Oh make. shit! Yeah, this is going to come back around on me. Shit. <laughs> Please continue talking. <laughs> so Phil Spencer, obviously, everyone knows that I've uh, uh, helped develop a Bramble, the Mountain King. It's on Game Pass right now. Um, Phil Spencer obviously took out his time of his busy schedule to be able to play this game in everything and like i'm so happy to hear that he enjoyed himself in everything it was an amazing thing to see that when i saw that tweet i was thinking that's amazing even though i'm not on twitter i just like obviously work where i work at and everything like that we obviously we've discussed it and whatnot it was just awesome to see that type of thing and i think good on uncle phil good yeah. on uncle phil he does play the indie games he does play the indie games indeed that's cool like it's cool like that phil spencer was tweeting about your game i can see that fucking smile on your face really don't worry i'm getting to it but and that, that was a really nice way to bring it up moody that was really really nice but do you want to tell everybody out there listening how you brought this up on discord <laughs> where do you want me to start <laughs> the very first and only thing you said <laughs> <laughs> uh, where was it? <laughs> oh, you're going for the exact quote. Cool. Yeah, I'm going mm-hmm. for the exact quote. Even Phil Spencer's played Bramble. Amy, what's your excuse? <laughs> <laughs> I gave you several credible excuses. <laughs> no, you didn't. Yes, I did. I'm washing my hair. Out. I'm washing my hair. <laughs> I'm washing my hair. And what's that you're breaking up? I'm going through a tunnel. Yeah, yeah, I'm going through a tunnel mm-hmm. right now. Uh, yeah, uh, right, I got, I've got time. I'll get to it. Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to leave you hanging. Now, I, I, I was interested in this game before you started working on it. That's true. I never heard of it until I started where I worked. I won't deny that. <laughs> I got you a code, Amy. And you did, and it's on my Xbox. <laughs> the game sits. The game sits on my Xbox next to other things that I haven't played. Because that's that's what I do. <laughs> you install things that you don't intend to play. <laughs> I install things with the intention of playing them, and I just don't. And, and then I need space for the other things that to install that I'm not going to get around to playing. <laughs> so I delete them, <laughs> and the cycle continues. <laughs> well, for everybody out there, Bramble is on Game Pass right now. At least we've already spoken about with Vember. With, with, with Vember, 
you have no excuses not to play this game. Look, right, okay, like, let me break it down <laughs> for you, right? You're sitting around, you're in the house, it's Sunday, and you're like, you know what, it's, it, I mean, it's probably not going to be a rainy Sunday looking at the, at the weather outside, okay, so let's try a different approach. It's really sunny, it's really hot, you just want to sit inside in front of your fan, but you're like, oh man, what should I do with my Sunday? It's like, get on Game Pass, download Bramble, download Vamba, it'll take you, what, six, seven hours to, to do both of those? That's a nice, sleepy Sunday. And then, bam, you've just played two really awesome games. Oh, for Amy, uh, it's bam, to beat, she's apparently. had a seven-hour nap. <laughs> uh, no, four for... hours to beat. <laughs> you can't, you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> no, I was going to say, that's just seven hours more Baldur's game. <laughs> <laughs> or her character's had a seven-hour gangbang. <laughs> well, maybe we'll talk about that after the break. Who knows? <laughs> Both are good choices. Uh, Bramble the Manta King apparently takes four hours to beat the main story and five hours, five hours if you're on a, one of those completionist runs like a crazy person. Or two hours if you're moody. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so I've heard anyway. Um, I, cannot, I can confirm this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to go and try and get some oxygen into this room and get a drink and we'll do the halftime thing and we'll be back like in like one second because I do a jump cut. I unpause the recording and we, and we keep going into Moody's favorite time. His time to shine. <laughs> it's time to shine, Moody. What do you want to talk about? Well, let's go to the most funniest thing to talk about, Amy. You know we're going to go towards this. And that is clearly Baldur's Gate 3 is apparently too woke for the internet losers. <laughs> that is exactly how I wrote the title in the thing. Yeah, I mean, I mean. I was saying to myself, that's not the title that was. It wasn't the title that was. I know that's Amy's. Artistic choice to change. It. Well, so if you're so the, the, if you're referring to the Daily Mail thing that you shared, um, I don't know if that was real because I couldn't find it. Um, I don't know if they, they either deleted it, but also I think someone just photoshopped it because that was the time and the author of the of the screenshot you shared was the exact same time as they put their review up. <laughs> so I think someone oh, just photoshopped the title, but. I mean, I, I could have seen the Daily Mail talk, talking about... 100%. 100%. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Being like, yeah, women can have penises in this game. It's hilarious. <laughs> I was just clicking through the, the options. Um, and it just, just go bing, and all of a sudden there's just... A, and I was like, ah, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> it's like a little jump scare. I mean, I don't, I don't think it's a bad thing or anything. I don't. I don't think because the, the the Daily Mail th uh, screenshot that was going around was like, oh, the, the women have bigger penises than the men. I was like, they're all the same size. It's a character creator. There's no slider. There's <laughs> what three penises to choose from? I think something like that. Think, three penises three and four. two vulvas. Yeah, um, I saw Stella Stella Chung uh, remarking about that, saying, "Why can't there be more vulva choices? It's like at least make it equal." <laughs> yeah, can we not have a third vulva? <laughs> this is it. Wrong there. <laughs> Where's the Kendall <laughs> option? <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking fantasy, guys. You can do anything you want down there. <laughs> That's Where's true. my You're tentacle? <laughs> with those little sucker on the end with the teeth. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> One of the D and D races has to have that. That's all I'm saying. Um, 
but yeah, no, but I did find, because so I, when I was looking for it, obviously I was doing some Google searches and stuff, and I found loads of stuff. I found loads of people complaining about how woke Baldur's Gate 3 is, and I was like, cool, we can keep we can keep this in, because I think it's really funny. Um, so I got most of this from, uh, a lot of this from The Gamer. He did a whole article about the reviews. Shout out to The Gamer, the yeah. only ones who talked about a certain story a couple of weeks ago. And last week. Um, yeah, and yeah, yeah, week, yeah, yeah. So I wrote, I've written some stuff where it's like, gamer dudes who complain that everyone gets triggered by everything these days have flocked to the internet to complain that there are gay people in Baldur's Gate 3. It's fantastic. So I pulled some of the quotes from, I think this is either from the Steam forums or the Steam reviews. Uh, one of the two. Uh, but the first one, <laughs> one Steam user says, quote, are there no straight characters in this game? Literally every character can be seduced and hits on you constantly. This is immersion breaking. Let us select whether or not we're straight in the character creator. Have the party acknowledge you're not gay, so you don't have to perpetually put down and stave off every male hitting on you. Uh, and then there's a second quote, which is, The game just isn't fun when everyone around you constantly wants to glory haul your character. That is not D&D. And I got several responses to that. <laughs> <laughs> to that quote, which is, I don't think you've played D&D. You've been playing with the wrong DMs. So. <laughs> if you're not trying to have an orgy with a bear, then I think you're failing. I can tell you some stories from my D&D-esque pants. <laughs> I almost had sex with a hag. <laughs> I wasn't there's trying a to. Why, there's a reason why the word bard is synonymous with horny. <laughs> and there's a reason Amy plays pods. <laughs> <laughs> She's always Call horny. D and D people. That's, that's my secret cap. <laughs> I'm always horny. I mean, you know what? I have some responses to this, but that when I was looking, I found this unbelievable post in the Steam forums, um, where like every Steam game on Steam that like has a has a forum post where someone goes, "Is this game woke?" Like every single game on Steam has this. But one of the responses to this was like a bullet point and list. Um, and and it's incredible. <laughs> like as someone who's played the game as well, it's even more incredible because it's just so wrong on so many levels, but so entertaining. Um, so the bullet points. First, you create your you bearded female character with a male voice. Then you meet a strong Xena the Warrior Princess-like character who constantly bosses you around. Got a funny story about that character. Who doesn't want that? I know Did you who... not watch Xena and Voy the fucking princess? I know which character that person's referring to, and I've got a funny story about that. Um, then you meet Gay Vampire. Then you meet Soy Boy Sorcerer, who literally says, Milady. I'm, I'm reading out the spelling errors, and he does say Milady. That's Will. <laughs> uh, then you meet another strong woman who needs no man. Then you meet a black man with no character flaws who all the ladies are into. I don't I'm know who that is. <laughs> I don't actually don't. I think that's the same character as the sorcerer. <laughs> um, these people make up your party. If you want to play a lawful good character, your entire party will hate you for it. But don't mind that because the moral alignment system was removed in order to not offend anyone over their choices. Your race does not matter, because in this game, all races are equal. Even if you are drow, people will get along with you just fine, including an offhand remark like, You may be a drow, but I'm not racist. How are you? <laughs> this reminds me of the, I really want the that Leon, Kennedy, Leon Kennedy, uh, President Biden, <laughs> says I'm not racist anymore, I speak Spanish. 
I really want that to be a line in the game that I just haven't found. <laughs> yes. They should really do an advert of the positives and literally just take all, all of this. Well, I can respond to this bullet point <laughs> by bullet point. I know Vitz can help me because he's a D&D yeah. D &D uh, DM. Um, but there's more bullet points. I may only be five hours into the game, but so far I have not met a single white male character who has not either a scared loser or a bad guy slash random NPC enemy. Maybe this will become better later into the game. Whenever you meet other people, it will never be just a man or a woman. NPCs usually appear in pairs, a man and a woman. And the woman will always be presented as superior to the male NPC she is with, be it in terms of physical strength, character, or bravery. So my first point is, like, this person didn't make reference to Karlak. So fuck them. They obviously haven't yep. met the best character in the game. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. Um, look, I want to go through this bullet point by bullet point because it's very entertaining. First, you create a bearded female character with a male voice. I mean, it sounds like this person did that. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> I, I personally did not do that. <laughs> um, but whatever floats your boat, I guess. Uh, then you meet a strong Xena warrior princess-like character who constantly bosses you around. Now, that's not true. <laughs> you do meet a character very early on who who is very like domineering. There are no downsides though. <laughs> both both in your huh. in, in your party in combat and <clears throat> in bed. Um, <laughs> in a very seen that turn. film Euro Trip. Xena the warrior princess is in that, and she does things that. Oh shit! We're not going to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know what? The, 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 this character's intimate scene, or at least one of the ones you can get, is actually very close to that scene on Hero Trip. <laughs> he is the safe word. <laughs> I didn't get a safe word. <laughs> it was like, it was like, it was like. Um, I don't want to go too into details because one, it's a sex scene, and two, it's uh, it's probably spoilery. But really. there was a there was a moment where you have this big gathering. And uh, and like you, you, can, you had an you had a gangbang, Amy. I didn't. didn't no, you? no, oh. not yet. Give me time. I'm working on it. But <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no. Like you, you can like be at various stages of romance with different characters. But it was like quite early on. But you can like just bond down with several of the characters in at this party at uh, companions. And I was like, cool. And then one of them was like, do you want to just fuck? And I was like, yeah, let's do it. Why not? <laughs> we've just we've just done this incredibly stressful. <laughs> High intensity, <laughs> high risk activity. Let's do it. And then it turns out this activity was high risk as well. <laughs> she's basically just a complete dumb. And I was just like, you know what? I've been making decisions and choices for like 20 hours at this point. Whatever. I'm just going to say yes to everything. <laughs> and you, you just tell me what to do. That's <laughs> and that's exactly what happened. <laughs> fucking great <laughs> and then afterwards it was fine it was just like oh yeah cool like i'm not in a relationship with them it was just like that was fun <laughs> and she couldn't admit that because you know that's her personality type <laughs> but uh yeah anyway then you meet a gay vampire that's you do you know it's true <laughs> then you meet a soy boy sorcerer who literally says milady also true don't see a problem here then you meet another strong woman who needs no man none of them do so I don't know which particular character that refers to. Um, if you want to play a lawful good character, your entire party will hate you for it. N not true. <laughs> That's not true at all. You do get the Dragon Age style thing when you make decisions. Mm. Where characters who are with you will approve or disapprove. Um, but they're all like, they all have different things that they approve and disapprove of. 
So like if your character is if your party is packed with with characters who don't really want to help people, then yeah, sure, a lot of them will approve of your decisions. <laughs> um and the moral alignment system was removed from Dungeons and Dragons as a whole, wasn't it? Was it? Yeah. Yeah, it was removed because it was bad. <laughs> and it always had been bad. Um it turns out when you remove restrictions, and Vitz, I'm sure you can back me up on this. When you remove restrictions from role-playing, <clears throat> it becomes more fun to role-play. 100%. <laughs> Before your DM goes, oh, no, you can't you do can't, that. That's not your alignment. <laughs> fuck, fuck my alignment. Mm-hmm. I can't back this up, can I, Keith? Can I, Keith? <laughs> I can't back this up, though, can I, Keith? Where are you, Keith? Keith, where are you? <laughs> I just want to play D and D. I bought dice two years ago. I know. <laughs> I know. We were talked about. We were talking about it, thinking, "Oh, it's going to be awesome and everything." If it's is any chance you could run a one shot for Moody? <laughs> sure. <laughs> See, we don't need Keith. We don't need no man. We've got Fitz, who's also a man. And I was going to say. As I'm now really realizing halfway through. Like, we don't need no man. We've got a man. Replace Keith. Yeah, we don't need no man. man. You just may need a man. <laughs> yeah, we don't, need, we don't need no man. We just need a man. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. Um, yes, the races do not matter. That's not true at all. Holy shit. Um, <laughs> there's like, oh, I'm, you, I'm not racist. Yeah, there's definitely racist characters in here. There are definitely single white male characters who are, who are like the fucking guy, the one of the most famous fucking characters of Baldur's Gate three. The the guy who turns into a bear <laughs> is a straight white man. Is a single white man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's on he's on the front of the cover. Like he's literally on the front of the cover. Yeah, isn't he? You can make That's one. Him, yeah. You can you can make one. You can make a single yeah. white male character for fucking. And you God's can see them sake. all the time. That as well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 like I'll just say this too. It's not my fault. I decided that I wanted to go sexy and red and on fire, basically. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's scarily. To where it's at. That's scarily close to Carlac, and I have confusing feelings about that now. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's my favorite. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no. Um, and the thing about like oh all the characters all the male characters are flirting with me again like my advice to that dude would be stop flirting with with all the men because <laughs> like you're clearly pressing the buttons yeah because because yeah. like I I don't have this problem because I haven't been flirting with most of my companions <laughs> and they haven't been flirting with me and oh, it's weird I'm how that works bad. it's weird how that works Moody's gonna flirt with everybody <laughs> literally every single character. Yeah, but audio listeners, he's nodding along. He's not. Oh, he's not. <laughs> everybody, everybody knows. I he's literally nodding. created a hot character and literally went, "This is my, this is my Cassandra. She there was a whore in that game. Now this one's going to be a whore." Well, you've got plenty of opportunities in Baldur's Gate Three. I am going to bang everything I can find, and depending <laughs> on your D- on your DM in D and D in general. Um, can I quote? Whenever some... I play my first ever D and D, if I haven't at least been laid, I would be very disappointed. Cool. <laughs> make, it, make a mental note. We, we can make that happen. <laughs> <laughs> Thing is, maybe Vitz just creates the frame. Like if Vitz is the DM, I'm sorry, I'm not. I'm not trying to see my. There you go for it. But Vitz just just creates the framework that you get to play in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, we'll, we'll we'll open on a on a house of ill repute where Moody's character will be in. Moody's That's what we really just pick up the action. Yeah. 
but he's Either not about he's, to start or just finished. He's not. He's not. Pay, he's not paying for sex. He's actually. He's actually chatting up one of the sex workers. Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, he's just oh, that. Yeah. He's just that cool. Yeah, it's like Keith, Keith created the framework for me to role play in. Do you think Keith created a scenario specifically in which I almost had sex with a hag, or do you think that I just did that because I'm a fucking idiot? <laughs> do you want me to answer this? I know the answer. Everybody knows the answer. The answer is I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> I've got a great idea, guys. Don't worry. I can, I'll, I'll make the distraction. Was it just after you played far. Life of Strange True Colors where no. you had to be Steph to go off and go off and uh, no. distract her? No, I took lady. the distraction way too far. The problem was, <laughs> the, the problem became I started rolling too many successes. <laughs> and then at a critical juncture where I was trying to fail, I rolled a critical success. <laughs> I was like, oh, well. Oh, oh no! no. <laughs> how do I get out? The distraction. How do the I get? Distraction only. Yeah. How do I get out of this without dying? <laughs> um and yeah, um yeah, and and the, the rest of the party were just sitting in a tent, just like where the fuck, where the fuck is she? She's taking fucking ages here. Should have been back hours ago. <clears throat> And she was just walking back with a, with a walking suit. No, we didn't. I got. Yeah. It. I managed to get out of there just in the nick of time. <laughs> <laughs> Through a window. Um, <laughs> was it? Was it my window? Was it? No. <laughs> no. We were in the fair wild, which you won't understand, but Vitz understands. I will not. <laughs> That's a fucking hell of a place. Um. I got some quotes from some Metacritic users, reviews as well that I want to quickly read. Uh, the first one is, What Larian deserves is a big middle finger as BG3 is full-on walk. Just wait till you play it and realise every other car is a gay or a girl boss. Uh, and then the second one, It's only going to get worse with companies hiring walk activists. And then a third one, Nothing wrong with some HLA, hot lesbian action, but you, but you can't have dudes trying to play a touch butt with other dudes. I don't know what Larian was thinking with that. So it's okay for the women. Yeah, because mm-hmm. because this, he obviously this guy finds that hot. The, this guy, the, the, the guys do this as well. Yeah, well, no, because <laughs> because he can he can check off to women, loving mm-hmm. women. Yeah, true. True, 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 yeah. true, 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 but he can't the the men loving men thing. That's just his deepest, darkest, repressed fantasies. Um, and then the last one. This will be the last game <laughs> I buy. I do not want to be deep throated again. What the fuck happened in your playthrough of Baldur's Gate uh-huh. 3? <laughs> what other games have you played where you've been deep in? They, they've modded this game to rule natural ones at all times. <laughs> what Steam games are you buying to be deep Like, seriously, I have to ask there's a lot of There's a lot of Steam games. I know there's a lot. Of, I know also, there is, but... I'm going to say this last statement. That's a lie. <laughs> they are definitely going to buy more games. Yeah, yes, just entire like Baldur's Gate three yeah. was Baldur's Gate three was so awkward. I'm never buying another video game ever. Damn, mm-hmm. fucking hell! It was just one penis, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm guessing like all of these people who wrote this walked out of the the Barbie movie halfway through. Oh, they never went to see the Barbie to... movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, they they went to go see the Barbie movie because they thought there'd be some uh, HLA going on in there. <laughs> Some, some AHLA between the different Barbies. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they thought they were going to see a Barbie porn parody or something. <laughs> Which probably exists, or has at least been filmed. Um, yeah, I do not want to be teeth throated again. I mean, it's a choice. 
It is a choice. Hey, consent is sexy. Now, if, if you are pressing the button button of you why can... the hell fucking not, you can or say... gobble gobble, then that's your choice. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Gobble gobble. Exactly. All aboard. <laughs> that's, that's what I did. I had a choice. I could have said yes or no, and I said yes. <laughs> and then I talked to another character who would have preferred to 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 to, to gobble gobble on. And they were like, ah, well, but you've made your choice now. And I was like, but I can change my choice. <laughs> Please, give me another I can go again. <laughs> I can go again. I'm good. I'm a bard. <laughs> I'm a bard. I've got, eight, I've got 17 charisma and a skill proficiency in performance. <laughs> <laughs> I built this character for sex. <laughs> Not for fantasy combat. <laughs> these people are idiots <laughs> that's all that is all that needs to be said sure but is. thank you for entertaining us with your stupidity please mm -hmm. it, please continue to submit user reviews and maybe we'll do this again next week <laughs> and keep also, clicking on the wrong choices because trust me it's making us laugh there yeah. you go and also to the person who's never going to buy a game again can, can one of us three have your GPU then if you're not going to use it that, that'd be great. That's a good point, yeah, actually. Or, or have your <laughs> wallet instead, your bank account. That'd can I have... Well. I don't. I was going to say, can I have your Steam account, but I dread to think what kind of games are. <laughs> it's actually... You know, you can keep that. <laughs> Every single one of these has tentacles in it. <laughs> download. Why download, is one game yeah. called Download.com? It's one thing I haven't found in Baldur's Gate 3 yet. Tentacles. I'm sure sure well, I, well, I found a lot of tentacles, but none of them in that way. In that area. None, well, of, the, none of them in the fun places. Well, the main bad guys are mind flares, so there's tentacles galore, but none of them have mm -hmm. gone in any of the fun places yet. <laughs> yet. 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 I yet. mean, I've heard yet. you can actually you can actually do a romance scene with a mind flare, if I can figure out how that works. Tentacles Mate, galore, they, baby. <laughs> they, are, they are capable of love, too. Everybody needs a bit of love, and maybe, maybe, maybe if we make love, not war, we can all get along. Maybe that's See? one of the seventeen thousand exactly. choices that affect the ending. Mm -hmm. Exactly, exactly. <clears throat> I'm a pioneer in mind flayer uh, public relations. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Moody, you were going to say to move on to something. Let's just continue with the Baldur's Gate <clears throat> part. We have a couple of non-woke fun facts about Baldur's Gate Three. Yeah, I've got some non-woke uh, fun facts. Um. So the game <clears throat> passed 800,000 concurrent players on Steam uh, this week, placing it in the top 10 most played games of all time on the platform. According to Sakana Game Tracking, which I've got via Matt Piscatella, um, who does those monthly, here's the top selling games in North America, <clears throat> tweets every month. Uh, on August 6th, Baldur's Gate 3 accounted for 27.5% of total Steam player time by all users followed by Counter-Strike Global Offensive, which accounted for 5%. It was so popular when it launched that Steam started having server issues due to the amount of people downloading it. <clears throat> it's currently the highest rated game on Metacritic of the year uh, with a 97. Wow. Yeah, it's it's, it's uh, Tears of the Kingdom was a 96, so it's the highest rated game wow. of the year on Metacritic. Currently. Oh, but just wait until Steph Sterling gets there. They'll knock it down Set. to 96 and piss people <laughs> off again. Everything, excuse me, everything we've just said that you can do in this game 
You think Steph Stalin's <laughs> given this anything more than a 10 out of 10? This has <laughs> everything. Yeah, full tell, this has yeah. everything that they need in a video game. <laughs> what Zelda's missing is sex. <laughs> Deep throwing. Gobble, Deep gobble, throwing. gobble. Gobble, gobbles. <laughs> <laughs> All aboard the choo choo train. <laughs> I'm not done with the gobble, gobble, gobble <laughs> references yet either. <clears throat> Although that's not the next bullet point. The game has been verified on Steam Deck and launches in September on PS5. The Xbox launch may not happen until 2024 while Larian tries to get the game running on the Series S. And I know there was some confusion about this, so I wrote brackets because Xbox demands feature parity between the yep. Xbox Series X and S. And getting same-screen co-op running on the S is proving exceptionally challenging. The reason it runs mm -hmm. on the deck is because they've turned off same-screen co-op. Um, and the latest patch included a fix for genital clipping issues, which saw penises clipping through clothing. <laughs> whoa, why are you showing these things already? Mate? We, haven't even, we haven't even had a whoa, wine yet. We, whoa, can we, we haven't had a drink yet. <laughs> for, for, before we do the deep-throating <laughs> stuff. Okay, that's very interesting. I didn't realize it was coming to consoles early this year. Yeah, so the PS5 yes. version is due, I think it's the beginning of September. I might <laughs> wait until September. I might hold uh, off on this. Because I feel, I, I don't feel, I, 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 I prefer just to chill on a couch and play on my big screen, playing on my PlayStation. Yeah, that's true. I prefer true. to do that. So I, if I, I can do that, I'll probably be all in on this. So. I think about all of the long games that you've played this year, and they've all been on the PS5, so, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have heard uh, anecdotally that the UI <clears throat> on PC is a lot more intuitive than it is on PlayStation, only with the you know the ability to use keyboard and mouse and, and whatnot. So your mileage may vary, but yeah, I think if you're going to spend time playing a game with this many hours of uh, of cutscenes of more than Lord of the Rings like tripled or something like that, yeah. then yeah, maybe being on your sofa is the is the right call. <laughs> and it might not break my PC then. <laughs> well, I mean, there it you won't. go. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, no, it's, I mean, the, the, the UI will be better on PC just because of the type of game that it is. That's just undeniable, but. Well, I played it with console, no, not console, with a controller when I played it yesterday. I enjoyed mm. it with the controller experience. It played really well, I felt. I was going to say, so... the guys made Divinity Original Sin 2 and they ported that over to, to consoles. Um, and that was still like loved, beloved by console players. So I imagine they've put the work in on the, on the console UI. Mm-hmm. But um, mm -hmm. no, it's just a, it's just a fucking great game. Like, aside from all of the the fun gobble gobble deep throat sexy times, you know, it's like the rest of the game is really fun too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. I'll state this though. Next generation, Xbox ain't gonna have two two series. <laughs> they ain't gonna. They're not gonna. They're well, this, no, by, by then they they'll have they'll have game streaming going like fully. So <laughs> you on, on, on your Samsung TVs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It'll be by the yeah. by the 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 console, the one console, or you can stream on your Chromebook or yeah, your PC yeah, no, or no, your no. Samsung. No, no, everything, yeah. No, no, but no. Shout out to the entire team and everything. I didn't know much about this game whatsoever when it came out and everything, but um, yeah, like shout out eight hundred thousand concurrent players. That's amazing to hear that. And to hear all the greatness and like the reviews and everything, that's just like to hear that. Like I'm sure the team is just like, fuck yeah. So when when the 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 stats came out that they had eight hundred thousand concurrent, actually it was when they had four hundred thousand, five hundred thousand concurrent players. One of the the lead devs tweeted out like saying, uh, "I'm going to avoid the IT team this week because I told them to expect a hundred thousand players max." <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, I lied. <laughs> yeah, and they got they go to the IT team. Turns out a lot of horny people on the internet. And they all want to play this game. <laughs> 
Yeah, who, everyone who is fucking in our game. <laughs> we, we did that live stream where we showed that you could have sex mm-hmm. with a druid while shaped as a bear, and all of a sudden our wish list is quadruple. <laughs> sex sells. The, sex sells. <laughs> on the list of things to fix, it's like, okay, we've got this bug where the hair clips through some of the pointy ears. Do we need to fix this first? It's like, no, we've got people's penises in the oh, trousers first. No, yeah. We need to fix that first. <laughs> we need to fix the penises. <laughs> Very quickly. All People... the characters are flashing one another and they aren't meant to be yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's uh, a lawsuit waiting to happen in all, all the games will be getting lo- lawsuit. Uh, streamers are getting banned, guys. We need to fix something. We need to start something out here. <laughs> Although there's a lot of streamers apparently like because when you create your character you can click a button that just removes all of their clothes. Yeah. Yeah, like a lot of streamers. Yeah, a lot of streamers are just clicking that button without thinking. Huh, remove all clothes, you say. <laughs> Stella, Stella was very. What smart. will that do? <laughs> Stella was very smart. She often this kind of thing, and she moved her camera to obscure any of the naughty bits. Sure. So when they when they did click the button, yeah, she was okay. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Well, you gotta you gotta be able if you pick options, you've gotta be able to see what the options do. Hundred percent. Exactly. No. <laughs> I won't lie, I laughed when I did it. I won't lie, I giggled like hell. I was thinking, does this do what I think? Oh my god, it did. You've heard of... Everything. You've heard of boob physics. Check out our penis physics. (laughs) Flop, 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 flop. (laughs) Click, 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 click. Oh, good god. Yeah. I will do a serious review of the game at some point. It'll be a while. I've pl- like so, <laughs> so like I've played thirty. I played about twenty eight hours before I finished Act One <laughs> of, wow. a th- of a three act game. <laughs> yeah, wow, bonkers that. And I definitely missed some shit, like quests and stuff. Like I definitely missed some of the quests. So it's pretty. But theoretically, you probably could just give give like the same. I would say for you. Just do the same way you're doing with a Zelda with this game. Hold off until the end of the year. So if you feel like it's going to be in your list, what I want to no, I'll review Baldur's because I'm gonna because the thing the reason I'm not reviewing Zelda until the end of the year is because I'm just kind of like you're going back and forth. I'm right? sort of ch- chilling with that game. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I'll spend an hour running around Hyrule and doing this. Baldur's Gate has literally just been like. Okay, cool. I've got an hour before I have to leave the house. I'll load up Baldur's Gate. Oh, cool. Mm. I'm recording this podcast with Moody and Vitz. Oh, we finished? Oh, I've got a few hours. I'll play Baldur's Gate. Oh, I've got an entire day where I'm not doing anything. Yeah, I'll spend the entire day playing Baldur's Gate. You know what I mean? Like, mm. I'm just yeah, like so the, into it. When the mind flare put the thing in Amy's eye, that was real. <laughs> yeah, that happened. Just, that's it. <laughs> that's great to hear. Like, it's congratulations to the entire team. Like, yeah, you know, exactly. they deserve the hard work. It's paying off and everything, and hopefully, like, yeah, it just continues. Yeah, man. <clears throat> and yeah, Vitz, you're absolutely right. If you wanna, if you wanna be productive, you need to avoid this game. You'll fall into it just as easily as I did. I think. <laughs> yeah, it's too late for me, but it's not too late for you. <laughs> for for someone who sunk like 290 hours into FF14 when I jumped into it last August, uh, in the space of like a couple of months, yeah, I I, I know that. Uh, I need to avoid this game like the plague for a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, until my review comes out and you're like, God damn it! Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, she's got me. She's she's used that <laughs> damn charisma performance proficiency. <laughs> yeah. Besides, if I start this game, there's no there's no way I'm writing this one shot for Moody, so I've got to get that no. done first. <laughs> Unless you're in one hell of a one shot, which is just the plot of Baldur's <laughs> yes. Gate Three. <laughs> 
<laughs> play it one this one shot that turned into a ten year D and D campaign. <laughs> Be a good D and D campaign. <laughs> Interesting one for sure. Um, <clears throat> let's go to a game franchise that I've s- slowly returned to a little bit, but sadly it's about being a pain in the ass. That's this week's Pokemon Presents Showcase allegedly has used fan made music without permission. Uh, during a trailer for the uh, for some upcoming DL, uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet DLC, which was at the Pokemon Presents this week, uh, music was played that seemed to be created by ND Music eight months ago. ND Music said they were, quote, really surprised and quite honoured, end quote, that the song was used, but wished they'd been asked in advance. Sucks as always. Fucking team to compose music for you, Nintendo, Game Freak, mm-hmm. Pokemon Company, like, the fuck? <laughs> yep. I can you imagine it's the other way around though? How hard the Pokemon Company would have taken out their kneecaps? Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like we talk about it every couple of months here. It's like Nintendo yeah. just. Did you hear? Nintendo just fucking killed a guy for looking up some emulators <laughs> for the Game Boy. <laughs> Amy, next week's podcast we're going to have a theme tune. It's going to be the Pokemon theme tune, the first one, the original. OG Why do we one. have to be the ones that get fucking kneecapped? <laughs> just to prove a point. Kneecapped. <laughs> You won't get kneecapped. I'll get kneecapped. (laughs) Yo, you didn't ask someone's permission, so why do we have to ask for your permission? Well, I'm just lying on the ground like, my kneecaps. Oh, God, my kneecaps. Okay, this is all sorted if you just give me all the Bulbasaur's in the world. And new kneecaps for Amy. I'm glad, I'm glad I get new kneecaps. <laughs> if you've got, you got a tooth going as well, we'll take that as well. Yeah, yeah, can you well, fix yeah. my tooth as well? <laughs> a Bulbasaur tooth. <laughs> I, think I'm, I think I'm more freaked out that it doesn't hurt <laughs> than if it did. <laughs> he was like, does my face actually feel? <laughs> do I feel this? <laughs> Ow. Yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> Moody, come here. Punch me in the face. <laughs> Wait, why have I asked him? Because you do it. (laughs) The rest of my friends are cowards. (laughs) Here, Moody, hit me. (laughs) So, yeah, this this sucks. Yeah, yeah. This sucks for Pokemon Company taking music that someone made. Yep. No credits, no asking, just did it. Probably thought they were never going to get caught. I'd say who's who's going to catch the police when it comes to this one? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's nothing. First thing is they probably won't. Nothing will happen. Nothing will happen. Yeah. So that's what. <laughs> no one's going up against Nintendo. Game Freak, yeah. the Pokemon. This, company. Per, this group band person probably wasn't that won't have the money to be able to say, "All right, I'm fucking suing you to give me get money back. We'll get some royalties here." Yeah, it'll take two years to get sorted, and you'll probably be in debt by the end of it. <laughs> so, oh, great. <laughs> Yay! And, and that Nintendo like fun. And Pokemon would have won mm-hmm. by the end as well. Poi's asking for more money from you. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> wait, how do I get shafted? And they would have released and they would have been shafted. Yeah. <laughs> by, the time, by the time you lost, the, lost the, the case, we'd have another set of broken Pokemon games. Mm-hmm. Oh, that ended really depressingly. <laughs> yeah, because it's going to be broken when they release them. That's the thing about it. We're mm-hmm. on a three-year fucking timeline right now. The next one's coming in two years' time. Cool. The next generation. No, I'd be very surprised if it's not 2025. You're right, but last nobody time. gives a crap. Whatever bugs it releases with, they'll buy it. <laughs> I know. 
what's the worst thing, Vitz? We're giving <laughs> them permission to, to release shit. <laughs> I didn't buy it. I just rented it. Does that count as anything? Fine. Okay. You're, you're excused, Timmy. <laughs> it's my first one. <laughs> I'm glad you're enjoying it, though. Mm, I missed it last week because my hard drive. You had to upgrade. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Everything went really well. <laughs> Sarcasm? Yes. <laughs> Speaking of sarcasm, Rockstar is apparently going to release Red Dead Redemption uh, oh, yeah. and it's going to come to Nintendo Switch and PlayStation 4. I'm gonna... It's going to be a port, not a proper remaster that everyone will remake, everyone's asking for. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to read the... So I went on a journey of discovery in the notes that I left in brackets in this story. So for once, I'm actually going to read those notes as well, because that was interesting. <laughs> um, I'm on a journey of discovery when it comes for... to news stories. <laughs> I always do. It's great. But uh, yeah, for, for starters, it coming to just the Nintendo Switch and the PlayStation 4 is an interesting collection of platforms in 2023. <clears throat> uh, fans aren't happy with the $50 price tag given that the game is currently available on Xbox platforms via backwards compatibility and the multiplayer is going to be missing. And this is a re-release as opposed to a remaster or remake. And then I wrote, for a joke, in a bracket, although given what happened the last time a Rockstar game was remastered, I can see why they didn't want to change too much. And then I read more. And I... (laughs) And I was, and I wrote another bracket that said, "Okay, I just learned that this isn't actually a joke. This is a credible rumor that Rockstar cancelled a Red Dead remaster because of the backlash to the GTA trilogy remaster." Uh, and then I wrote at the end, "Take Two Strauss Selznick believes the fifty dollars price represents great value for money, though given he just took home more than half of a seventy million dollar plus bonus, I'm not sure he's much of an authority on value for money." He also thinks they do ports really, really well. Mm-hmm. Clearly. <laughs> Bless that man. Yeah. Bless him. <laughs> Bless sure. him for giving us jokes to talk about. And everything like that. Yeah, it's uh I'm disappointed for the fans who obviously you're wanting a remake for of of one of one of one fantastic game. Red Dead One, I absolutely adored that game and everything. It hasn't aged a great game. I was gonna say Red Dead One is a great game, but I feel like it's probably <clears throat> aged like milk that's been left out in perpetual sunlight for thirteen years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably. Um <laughs> great game at the time though. Loved it. Yeah, in no doubt about it, yeah. And then, and I'm disappointed for the fans out there and everything like that. But I'll just state this to the fans. If you really want to hurt them, don't buy GTA 6 next year when it's apparently coming and everything. Also, don't buy this. Don't don't buy buy this this either. (laughs) Don't buy this either. Because it's like, the only way they will pay attention is if you don't buy their games. Mm -hmm. But sadly, you're going to buy their games. So... Like then I have no sympathy for you that much. Like I have sympathy, but then I think about it properly, and then the sympathy just goes right out the fucking window. Because <laughs> you don't help yourselves. Players, the gamers don't help themselves, and that's the it's a shame about it. Take two probably lie. kicking them. Sorry, let's go. No, no, I was going to say take two probably kicking themselves that Xbox does have smart delivery because then they'll be able to sell this on there as well. Yeah. Oh yeah, no doubt about it. The thing is. I'm a schmuck as well, and I know I am. I've stated on many occasions, and you can back me up, when Nintendo decide they're going to re-release every single Pokemon game in their original form on the online service, because that is going to come eventually, I'm going to buy every single one of them. I know I am, because I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm right there with yous. Just not with this game. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't want it. I don't want my mem- my pristine memories of Red Dead Redemption being tarnished by trying to play it again. Um, but no, 
I'm 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 on the I'm on the fan side where it's just like yeah, fifty dollars is a bit much for a a port really a port to last gen consoles. Yeah. Some of the last gen consoles. <laughs> yeah, that's um, really really bad. The price tags, yeah. egre- egregious. So, oh god, yeah, there is. yeah. I wouldn't pay fifty dollars for for any game from twenty ten. Just wait until they have to buy GTA six for eighty quid. I mean, I won't. But <laughs> I know we won't. So. I don't like GTA. That's another one of those opinions I should really push right down at the bottom with. I've only enjoyed Vice City. With I've my never Skyrim. really clicked with the others, so. It's a good job we're going back to Vice City for GTA 6, then, isn't it? <laughs> oh, shit, we are, we are, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, interesting. interesting. I hope it looks better in those leaks. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the one time in my life I've defended GTA when those leaks came out. <laughs> yeah, it was. It's like, yeah, me is. Deciding with corporations. He's defending. Amy is defending. To be fair, defending the developers. That's true. <laughs> I, I will never skip over an opportunity to laugh at morons on the internet. Being I morons that's on the, the first internet. dance. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, you got to have your laughs where you can. Speaking of laughs, should we talk about how Square Enix can't do uh, <laughs> under expectations? Has Square Enix ever released a game that has met their sales expectations in history? <laughs> that's, that's what I want to know. Do, do they sit in the boardroom and say, oh, you know, what, what are your expectations for this upcoming title? And they have a number in their little binder that they have. Just like... And they say... <laughs> just like, hey, Jim, Jim, how many copies did Zelda sell? All right, cool. We'll sell the same amount. Yeah, all right, cool. Yeah, yeah. Go. That many. <laughs> and then... They see all the stoic faces around them, and they just add an extra zero to the end just to, just to make them smile. It's one of these, but it's absolutely wild. Final Fantasy sixteen did not meet Square Enix's sales expectations. Apparently, this was due to the slow adoption of the PS5 and nothing else. <laughs> like their Great sales expectations. <laughs> what is this? There's Forty million. Forty, PS5s 40 million yeah. PS5s. Yeah, it's. Yeah. It's a few million behind PS4 at the same like time in its life cycle. <clears throat> yeah. But there was also a massive global shortage of PS5s. That's yes. True. So it's like, yeah, it's like... For, for Square Enix have just done what Square Enix do all the time. They overestimate... They overshoot thinking what their number is and everything like that. Because if this was Final Fantasy VII, I think they're going to be... Next year, Rebirth, it's going to sell like bonkers. We all know it's probably going to sell like bonkers. Unless it's a really bad game. I hope it's not for you, Amy. How dare you? Like <laughs> um, but um, like they always overshot. They did it with Guardians. They did it with Avengers. They did it with, did it with Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider. I love the fact that the... all three of us said different game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They've just overshot all the time. And it's just like, but this is the thing about it. I th- this is probably them. They've probably now come to the decision they they ain't gonna agree to any more exclusive deals with PlayStation. Well, yeah, this is probably what drove the news we talked about last week, which was Final Fantasy XIV coming to Xbox, and probably other Final Fantasy games coming to Xbox. But then what they all they're gonna do is they're gonna adjust their sales expectations even fucking higher and then miss them yeah. again. <laughs> yeah. With Xboxes out there, which is only about or roughly about 20 million, 20, 30 million, I think of them, we should now earn at least 35 million of them. <laughs> Wait, it's like, hey, Jim, Jim, how many did Zelda sell? <laughs> All right, so we double that because we're on two consoles. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, go, that yeah. sounds good. Yeah, we double it because we're on two consoles. That's how the force works. Yeah. That's how the force works. So. 
<laughs> this from yeah. the same Square Enix that thought NFTs and blockchains were the were the, were the strategy. To go Still forward. think exactly. NFTs and blockchains are the strategy going forward. They've got that one game coming out that's apparently a, a, a blockchain RPG, and and we did we dissected the everything they told us about it on a podcast, and I am genuinely curious what happens when that game comes out. <laughs> faster than the titanic probably yeah um but it just struck me that forspoken came out this year it really did yeah <laughs> it came and it went <laughs> i played it it was it was one of the small handful of games i actually played this year <laughs> there you go mm. <clears throat> she didn't talk about it because she just doesn't want to hype it up too much well no i didn't talk about it because i played <laughs> it and then harry potter came out <laughs> and that as well I was already too depressed. <clears throat> I can honestly yeah. say I think I liked Forspoken about as much as I like Final Fantasy 16. Oh, 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 you know, If you want to spin that positively, I liked both games more than I liked Redfall. So, you know. Okay. It's all about it's it's all about it's all about like you know relativity. It's like <laughs> if Redfall wasn't broken, it might have been the same rank as those two games. <laughs> if, if Redfall wasn't broken, it probably would have thought worse of it because at least the bugs were entertaining. That's true. And I I, I I apologize to anyone who uh, who worked on that game and Arcane, but from what I heard, you knew you knew just as well as I did. <laughs> you were probably saying the same things a year ago. Um, Why I? Yeah, Square Enix. If once they adjust their sales expectations to be reasonable, they're going to find out they're a lot more successful as a video game publisher. And I don't know what else to tell them. I think that the nonsense will only stop when they get bought by Sony. Then again, that's that's the only. That's exactly the... say that, Smith. I was going to say that. Sony. <laughs> I mean, one, they just announced a closer tie partnership with Xbox, and two, Sony's got to be looking at them going, that's not worth buying them. Jesus Christ. They're a mess. Look at all this blockchain shit, man. Yeah, but once that that comes out and then the share price goes down, that's when you snap them up. Exactly. That's (laughs) what Microsoft did with Activision. Mm -hmm. Uh, I thought we were going to talk about that anymore. so much. (laughs) Talked about it. We're not talking about it. I haven't talked about it. I didn't talk about it at all. I don't know what you're talking about. Let's talk about Metal Gear series has now sold over 60 million copies. I only wrote one thing for this new story. Can't, can't, wait, can't to wait to see, see how Konami mess up the remaster. Don't do this to me, Yuri. Have they announced which developers working on Delta? No. I don't think they have. They haven't. That's the remake of Metal Gear Solid yes. 3, yes. No, right? Because you're all because no. people out there are gonna be like, "How do you mess up a remaster?" And I'm like, "Ask Konami, or try playing the Silent Hill HD collection on Xbox." Oh, ask Rockstar. <laughs> mm-hmm. They've they've done this before. Oh, yeah. well, we could just remove the fog, right? Because you know they don't need the fog on modern consoles anymore because they've got the computing power. Oh shit! What do you mean there was nothing in the fog, <laughs> and that's how draw <laughs> distance works? Well, and we've released the game anyway that looks like this. <laughs> oh bless them! Yeah. yeah. No, uh, congratulations to the to, to it's a crow. It's a franchise that I think a lot of people love out there. I'm a big fan of it. I am looking forward to hopefully, hopefully the the remaster of three. Um, I'm looking forward to like the the ones that are coming out this year, the collection. I'm like just to go back to them. I think it's going to be a lot of fun and everything. Um, yeah, I've never played them, so I mean, I'm I'm it, when the remaster comes out, as long as it works. Um, 
like I'm gonna. Are you gonna it. try the collection? Yeah, I'm gonna add it to like the streaming the backlog queue. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, because I want to at least play one. I feel like it's like this big thing that everybody always talked about, and I just I just missed it. Like, Do you think you'll start with? Uh, Metal Gear Solid, or actually go back to the NES? No, the I'll probably Metal play Gear. Metal Gear Metal Gear Solid one. I'm trying to stick to games that I can legally play uh, on Twitch, right. <laughs> right, which is why I'm playing Pokemon Violet. Yes, <laughs> and not a different Pokemon game because, like I've said to Moody, I've had most of the Pokemon games I was being recommended are not. I can't stream them. Not yet. Mm. <clears throat> yet, but uh, but yeah, no, I'll start with Metal Gear Solid one. But yeah, but congratulations to Konami, congratulations to Kojima Productions and oh, and, and their crew as well. That's not true. I have played a Metal Gear. I played Metal Gear Survive. I was going to say, <laughs> I was thinking to myself, you reviewed mm-hmm. Survive. I did play Metal Gear Survive. I think that I was thought you were going to say experience. you find yourself in Tokyo and play their pachinko machines with Metal Gear on them. <laughs> I'm not I'm not that desperate to play Silent Hill, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> um... Hey, Vitch, you've gone out of focus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's fix that. The light there on your back wall might be too powerful. It might be. Uh, okay, hang on. Let's see if we can... Uh, and come back. There Got we go. Lo- yeah, there we go. Got a yep, lovely, nice better. look at uh, Vitch's logo as well. There you go. There we go. Sony has internally delayed several first-party games out of the current physical year. Uh, Yep, in its latest fiscal report, Sony claimed that, quote, the impact of changes in the launch dates of a portion of first-party titles has negatively affected our fiscal year 2023 forecast. Uh, They didn't say which ones. The games are service games. The games are service games. The games are fucking service games. Well, they haven't. No one's delayed Spider Man, as far as I know. So, yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Yeah, so Um, I think we're waiting on the date for Helldivers 2. Uh, We are. But I think, aside from that and uh, Spider Man 2, which is uh, all but locked in, and I think I I don't think we were aware of any of the first party titles which were about to drop, aside from uh, any VR games, but I think that's. They've left that one out to die as well, kind of thing. So, uh, yeah, we're interested to see yeah, what, what it is. is like, <clears throat> yeah. So, whether I think Concord is probably the one that was due to land first, uh, outside of uh, of their of their new kind of multiplayer initiative kind of thing. But uh, we'll see what happens and and which which starters that they are. There are a number of first party studios that we just don't have a clue of what they're working on. And even though, like, we'd like to imagine that Ghost of Tsushima 2 is coming at some point, like, we haven't had an official announcement of that, who knows what Naughty Dog are, are pivoting to, given that uh, Factions was not ready to go because the team at Bungie said, yeah, this ain't it, Chief. <laughs> and they thought, what? We would, this, 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 is, this, this is terrible. What did you do? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, what I really want to know is what Bluepoint are working on uh, more than anything. Uh, are you doing? Are you doing Bloodborne? Are you doing something else? Are you doing something original? If so, what? Let just let us know, kind of thing. And after the kind of lukewarm reaction to the Sony Showcase, hopefully there'll be like a state of play this autumn slash fall, depending on where you are and around the world. And yeah, we'll we'll get some news. Yeah, we we'll probably get some news before the end of the year. I don't think it'll be a banger. Mm. 
don't think we'll hear anything from PlayStation. Yeah. Uh, well, I think we won't hear game. anything until we might. They might like show maybe something at game at the not Gamescom at uh, the Game Awards. Yeah. Like dropping maybe something there. But other than that, I don't think they're going to do anything until next year now. No, I think actually, right. like the, I think the third parties have been bringing it, and as you said, like Baldur Gate Three is coming to take the yeah. fight allegedly to to Starfield, and you know we've still got Mortal Kombat One and a few big titles which are going to sell immensely well, uh, mostly yeah. on PlayStation kind of thing. That's uh, going to carry them through the holiday <laughs> season. Now Final Fantasy Sixteen apparently got in Square Enix. Um, <laughs> no, we, we historically we've always gotten a a late in the year or a later in the year state of play, which is mostly just focused on third parties. Mm. Uh, so I could see it like. Hey, let's check out Final Fantasy VII Rebirth coming next year. Only to PlayStation. I can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> Look, Silent Hill 2 remake. You're all excited for Silent Hill 2 remake, aren't you? As Amy's eyes <laughs> glaze over and she dies a little more inside. When it says developed by Blooper Team. <laughs> At the end. Um, go on. No, no, go for it. <laughs> I wasn't really going to say anything. <laughs> of substance. No, Do, 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 do. But, uh, uh, what would you like to talk about next? Let's go. Oh, shit. One more. One more. <laughs> I'm having so much fun chatting with you, both of you. I just lost track of time <laughs> completely. Then go for the one that I was going to leave till last. I was going to go for all of them, but if you only got one more, then go to Haidikai Kamai believes Japanese developers should be proud of the term JRPG. Yes, Hideki Kim, Kim here, the creator, not the creator, sorry, I hate doing that, The one of the, the directors of um, at Platinum Games. A master developer. Created <laughs> Bayonetta and Resident <laughs> Evil 2 <laughs> and Devil May Cry. Uh, said in an interview with VGC, it's a bit of a long one, quote, when we start, uh, when we, st- uh, sorry, he was asked about the, t- the term JRPG, um, reference back to the conversation we had Skillops, about it yeah. with uh, with yeah. uh, Skillops uh, and Yoshi P who directed Final Fantasy 16 uh, and he said quote when we started Platinum Games the first thing we decided was to create Bayonetta great great idea that was something that had already been determined we wanted to create an sex experience that wouldn't be accepted by a global audience yes sex on boots thank you Sadie when you look at God of War, you have Kratos. He's muscly, he's huge, he's bald. He looks really kick-ass, basically. So we thought, okay, we have games like this, which are becoming more popular globally. Should we create something similar from a Japanese standpoint? We discussed this internally, and the conclusion was that no, we obviously can't, because this is something that's not unique to us as Japanese creators. So in order to make an action game that would stand out, we needed to create something that expressed our unique sensitivities as Japanese creators, and Bayonetta was the result of that. When you look at Bayonetta as a character, she doesn't look strong like Kratos. She doesn't look like she could take on these massive demons, but she has very unique but she was very unique in the way she was created, in the way we view action game heroes from a unique Japanese viewpoint. Looking at God of War and other Western action games, those are great exp- experiences and very original, made by creators in their respective regions, and it's something we could not replicate even if we tried. If Bayonetta was labelled as a J-action game, I would not have anything against that nomenclature. We are very proud of Bayonetta and the character we came up with because she is the essence of our kind of unique creativity as Japanese creators. So when it comes to the term JRPG, this is something that ties into this. These are RPG games that, in a sense, only Japanese creators can make with their unique sensitivity when it comes to creating these experiences. I think it's certainly something that should be celebrated moving forward, and someone should actually aim to make a king of JRPGs game to express that. 
as Japanese game creators were very proud of the actual term JRPG, end quote. I talked. Who wants to go first? <laughs> Let Vince go first. He's, he's the guy. I think you're muted. That's how that button works. You think I'd be streaming this long? <laughs> I'd, I'd figure out how that works. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think it's a bit rich of me to, to remark on what a Japanese person thinks their Japanese games should be referred to as. But if they're happy to do that, then then you do you more power to you kind of thing. Uh, I think it can often come with a... Uh, Sigma is probably the wrong word to it, but it comes with a lot of baggage in terms of when you say JRPG, JRPG and it instantly brings up... Uh, these sorts and feelings of, right, it's going to be several hundred hours long, there's going to be uh, predominantly children in this game with outfits that can only be dry cleaned, but there's no dry cleaners in any of these worlds that they go to, so where are these kids getting these clothes, uh, you know, laundered and, and things like that, so uh, yeah, but if, you know, if, if, if this term has uh, some gravitas, then by all means, go for it. The term, for me, it's whatever they're comfortable with at the end of the day. Like, we spoke about it on the last story, um, <clears throat> where the, I can, I completely understand where the person was saying that it's a derogatory term, basically. I could understand that. And with how, the, how society is and everything like that, I can see where he's completely coming from that whatsoever. Um, if that, But it's also, I also understand where... Uh, this developer's coming out and literally say, be proud of it, be type of thing. It's like, it's like what we were talking about when we were talking about Vember and everything like that. Be proud of your culture, be proud of who you are type of thing. And um, and I can see where he's coming off. So be proud of that. You are Japanese and you are creating yeah. a, a a very, is a Japanese game. You can see Bayonetta, no doubt about it, is a, is a, has very much Japanese influences in it. To forget that it's made by Japanese developers, you can see the Japanese influence in that, no doubt about it. And you should champion that no doubt about it, and be proud of it um and yeah it's like it's i see both sides of it completely i understand where both sides are coming from completely and it's uh yeah it's a it's however you choose to basically do it now for for it like i stated that when we talked about it a while ago that I will try my best to try and like say more RPGs because then they did they're still role playing games yes they're made mm -hmm. by Japanese developers and everything um for it but uh, but like we should all be proud of our we should all be proud of who we are and our culture and everything like that even if our culture is completely fucking batshit crazy britain seriously you fucking nutters britain even have a culture <laughs> yeah that's from true yeah. we know we don't even know we don't yeah, but know. As, as we've heard many problem, times that's the problem we don't have a culture but yeah, with, we want to piss off every other as, culture and tell they are not welcome <laughs> as with everything else we didn't create our own culture we just colonized everyone else's exactly yeah the, exactly. the sun will never set on the british empire is that, yeah that's that's that's, that's what that's how <laughs> the saying goes yeah um yeah no i really like um hintiki kamiya's point of view on this where it's just like yeah it's like we created something so unique and so cool that they had to give it its own fucking name like mm. and it's just like yeah that's awesome because we yeah we talked about it a while ago when Yoshi P kind of went the other way and I do remember that time period of time Yoshi P was talking about of hey remember when like everybody used to say JRPG is a derogatory term and I was like yeah I do remember that and it fucking sucked um, because JRPGs it was were that, good um, <laughs> yeah because remember what you brought up I think you brought up that um, infamous um, indie game developers who were talking about and literally say, a Japanese developer came up and asked them a question, what can Japanese developers learn from 
the Western developers and they just said stop I think they basically said that the Japanese games suck or whatever wasn't it but they were very yeah. rude yeah they it was the it was uh, Phil Phil Fish and Jonathan Blow uh, yeah, yeah. yeah 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 they were in indie game in the movie yeah, yeah and they were just like yeah Japanese games suck and it's just like not your games suck dickhead <laughs> no one's Sorry. talking about him anymore so well hey you know what Fez overrated that's all I'm gonna say Braid never, never fucking never even bother playing it <clears throat> maybe I don't like yeah. those two developers very much um, maybe, for, maybe for a variety of reasons one of which is their uh, general attitude towards people uh, where was I? Yeah, JRPG. Um, yeah, it's a term I've used for many years, like I've, for as long as I've played JRPGs, um, which is a long time. I was, I, I was like, cut my teeth on them, which is an interesting turn of phrase to use this week. But uh, <laughs> especially this week, yeah, yeah, I cut my teeth on them when I was when I was a, a little little kid playing <clears throat> PS One. Final Fantasy VII was the Baldur's Gate three of nineteen ninety seven for for little Amy. <laughs> the thing is about it, like I stated when we talk, spoke about this, the the other the the other one a while ago was like when like I came like came back into games very very late. Like I came back in like when PlayStation Four was PlayStation Three was basically ended and the PS Four was announced and everything. So I like I missed a lot of like gaming and everything like that. So when I heard the JRPG term, I didn't even think about saying it was a derogatory term or anything like that. I was saying, oh that's cool type of thing. The and everything that these are games that you can see the influence of Japanese development and everything like that. And we should it's like it's like it's like like anime is called anime they don't call them cartoons yeah and everything like that anime is very japanese there's no sure. doubt about that and everything but it's not a derogatory term but i also again it's like it's however you feel comfortable but it's also just make sure you're not crossing a line and i think if someone like came up to you who's japanese and said i don't personally like that don't say it just don't, don't mm-hmm. be a dick or anything like that just don't say it just say it. that's fine yeah i i completely see where you're coming from and everything i did not mean any uh, uh, offense whatsoever i was literally for me i was championing you championing you but if you feel like i'm being derogatory i will stop that boom no problem type of thing yeah but sadly we don't have the culture for that no our culture is what you what it does <laughs> thing. It, it does come <laughs> it, it was a sort of a, a thing that was prevalent in sort of that xbox 360 ps3 era where a lot of game critics mm-hmm. would just shit on on jeff i mean i should we we watched videos and stuff um that people had been dragging up um when the whole yoshi p um discourse i guess you could call it happened and it was just like wow like this is how people used to talk about video games <laughs> and it's just like shit like and, and even i missed it i wasn't an online much of an online person like in those days so i didn't really see i didn't i didn't know who adam sessler was on his fucking tv show or whatever i was just like Lost Odyssey is really good. I really love this game. You know what I mean? <laughs> I didn't know there was this whole discourse about it that I just missed. But yeah, it's like, like the same for me with Final Fantasy X. I didn't realize there was a discourse with that. Like saying, oh, it's boring for the first 30 hours. I never felt that. I was just like, this is amazing. I love the characters and everything. I just. Let's just get rid of the internet. All right, there. We've solved it. Get rid of the fucking yeah. internet. <laughs> if you start playing Not a video... people weren't big at still, but they were quiet. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. Like, did we used to enjoy... Like, am I enjoying video games less as I play them? Or, like, to bring this right back to a to a topic that, that, that I talked br- briefly brought up at the beginning of the podcast. Am I enjoying video games less? Or am I just letting the internet... Is the internet making Dictate, me enjoy yeah. video games less? Yeah. I think it might be the lesser, yeah. 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 I wonder, like, if I just yeah. sit down and, and play games, like, completely out of 
context of the whole I mean, that's what happened when we talked about Mass Effect Andromeda um, a while ago. And I was like, I got a review copy of that. I played the entire game before anyone else had played it. So I played it completely divorced of what happened next. And, and I just yeah. went, yeah, it was buggy as shit. But I mean, there was there was a good core in that in that game. And it's also mm-hmm. not the best gameplay in the entire series. Um, agreed, agreed. And and yeah, and I just and like so I've I'm like I made a video defending Mass Effect Andromeda <laughs> uh, a few years ago. It was just like oh yeah, like and if I hadn't have gotten that review copy, I wonder if my opinion would have been different. It's fascinating, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's not something you can really test. <laughs> You need multiverse like I need I need I need to go to a mul- I need to go to a multiverse where Amy played my Spectre <laughs> Andromeda when it came out and didn't have a, a review copy of it. Um but yeah, cool. Uh it's time to move on to the final short section of the podcast. The first one is what's Countdown. happening next week. <laughs> Took me a second to realize what you'd done there. Um, what's happening next week? Well, I'm doing Pokemon stream again, um, unless the temperature continues to climb. Um, then, then Amy will be in a fridge. <laughs> Amy will, Amy, Amy's going to point all of the cooling apparatus at her computer and probably just play ball this game instead. Um, <laughs> I forgot I wrote this last night. This was the last thing I wrote last night. I was starting <laughs> to get tired. Uh, I also won't be reviewing Baldur's Gate 3. <laughs> That's all I want to say on that. <laughs> I want, it's huge, she says. Need, it, she needs her time. Also, she hasn't found the scene where you have sex. You can have sex with the druid in a bear form yet. So her review would naturally be incomplete anyway. I think this is valid. It's valid. I don't think I'm gonna. Fu- the thing is, I don't think I'm gonna fuck the bear though. That's the thing. Like, <laughs> thing is, if I like my thing, if I review it, it'll be not until David's had an orgy in the game. So I'll let you know how if that's possible. <laughs> And if it's not Archie, it's a zero out of ten. We know that's not even going to get a fucking number. It's going to zero. Zero out of ten on a five point scale. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Minus five out of five. Minus five stars. I took all the stars and I ate them. Uh, it's time to play Open Critic Head to Head. This is the game we play every week where we guess the Open Critic average of upcoming games. Whoever guesses closest to the score. At the time of recording, gets a point if you manage to guess the score completely correctly. You get two points. Over the last sort of few weeks, we've guessed a few, and they've all popped off um, this week. Uh, the first one uh, was when Joe was here, uh, which was Baldur's no, Gate 3. We got this really wrong. Joe shot low, really low. Joe was doing a bit. He divided three. It's like it's three. It's two-thirds. That's... <laughs> Um, he was doing a bit with his number, but he, yeah. I mean, I, I think you can go back to the podcast where he said his number, and I kind of looked at the camera. We all looked, we all, yeah, we all looked <laughs> at the camera at that point. Yeah. The steam and went, uh, oh, God, it's overly positive right now. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh oh. Yeah. Change? I guessed it would get a 90, Moody. You guessed it would get an 89. Joe guessed it would get a 66. Uh, and at the time of recording, it has a 95 on Open Critic. But there are a lot more 10 out of 10s to come looking at. Like reviews in progress that haven't been uploaded and stuff. So, will it beat Zelda on both review aggregate platforms? Who knows? It's possible. Though. Uh, we also guessed the open critic average of WrestleQuest, which got reviews but also got delayed by two weeks because of a game breaking yes. bug. <laughs> That's a game breaking bug. That's what mm-hmm. it is, huh? That's what they delayed it for. It was deleting mm. saves. It was deleting entire like save files. I think was the Did bug. They test that. They would have had to test that. 
We've known know. about that. Yeah, so their delay was announced the day after the team did a stream with the, with the team at Kind of Funny. So they did like a whole afternoon stream playing the game. Greg got hit by a guitar. And then it was like the day after. Oh, yeah, we're delaying by two weeks. <laughs> But, but it's all good. The reviews came through. Um, yes. I guess it would get a 76. Moody guessed it would get a 65. And at the time of recording, it has a 72. Mm-hmm. Um, so Amy gets another point. And then lastly, we got we get Stray Gods, the role-playing musical game. Myself and Moody are right both now. incredibly excited for. I haven't played this game for. yet, but fucking re- fuck the reviewers here. <laughs> fuck the fucking reviewers. I'm saying it right now. I haven't played it yet. It's one, I want to say, I do want to say, <laughs> I also have not played it, but when I do open critic aggregates and things, I do obviously, I, I can't help myself. I scroll through and I look at the, 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 the like the blurbs that come with the scores. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure one of the reviewers literally just didn't like, doesn't like musicals in general. <laughs> Judging by the, just, and again, I haven't read the full review. I don't read people's reviews before I play a game. Um, the first line was like, "I don't but like subspace rapidly, and I don't like this yeah. game either." <laughs> but but no, like the 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 like the little paragraph that comes in the open critic thing. I was literally reading it, and it was like four out of ten, and I was like, "I don't think this person likes musicals." <laughs> Not sure this was the game for them. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yeah, straight. I mean, this this goes back. I, I've started doing this because it's funny. I, I did this a few weeks ago when we were doing the viewfinder one, and I literally said to Moody, "I found a review that said this was one of the most impressive games of the last five, of the last ten years," and then eight, eight out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Do you just not like video games? I don't I don't understand." Uh, but anyway, well, I, but I basically kind of said something like that as well when it came to view. I think if it's a masterpiece in in how it's done its level design and everything like sure. that, but other things knock it down. Sure, but the. Like well, I'm I don't know. I don't read that. I don't know. It's a weird. It's just a weird thing to say. It's the most impressive game. You said it's a very impressive game. Sure, mm-hmm. Not the most impressive game of the okay. last. The wording, I which guess. includes Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> um, it's because you kind of sex in it. That's why. Kind of sex. In Viewfinder, I ever. So what I remember. <laughs> Challenge accepted. <laughs> I guess Stray Gods are all playing music. It'll get an 87. Moody guessed it would get a 90 at the time of recording. It has an 79. Which means Amy gets the point. The scores are Amy 24, Moody 17. Two draws. This week so we- I was catching you and then these three games have just literally then- decided to fuck me in the ass. Basically. <laughs> Said, you want an audio you, Moody? Here you go. You, you didn't have enough. You didn't have enough faith in Baldur's Gate Three, and you had too much faith in Stray Gods. <laughs> if you'd flip those round. <laughs> well, you took one of the numbers. I can take it. <laughs> Ironically, I was I was thinking of going higher on Baldur's Gate, but I didn't because I'm a coward. Um, this week we're going to guess two more games that are coming out next week. The first one. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> I only, I only know, again, much like WrestleQuest last week, I only know this is coming out because of Phil. Because <laughs> he's like, there's a Texas Chainsaw Massacre game, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I, I don't care about Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like, it's not my kind of thing, but sure. And then he was always like, oh, we'll play Friday. The-. Like, I bought Friday the 13th. Because he wanted to play Friday the 13th. And he was always like, oh yeah, we'll play it. Oh yeah, we'll play it. And then we never fucking played it. And they've turned the servers off. And now we never get to play it. <laughs> so I spent all that money. And I didn't even play the game. Thanks, Phil. <laughs> anyway. It's my rant against Phil over. 
Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. 60. I think it's going to have server issues. A flat 60 from Amy. Server issues. I think it's going to be like, oh, it's fucked. Like bugging and stuff. That's going to make the score go, wow, like, uh, what was that game? That was also based on an 80s horror movie franchise, and it was an 80s. Predator. The Predator game. Um. I just realized we probably should have let you go first, Fitz, because you're the guest. That's what we oh, usually okay. do. But you make, uh, you go next. You go next. So I have no attachment to, to this uh, franchise, but uh, I think it's going to get a 68. Cool. 68. Oops, no. Six, eight. I can't see the keyboard. That's oh, all good. Because <laughs> <laughs> of the way the lighting is pointing at me, not anything else. Ooh, so I literally yeah. can't see the keyboard. Um, 55. Wow. 55. Game looks really bad. Okay. I've not actually looked at the game itself. Um, And the other game we're going to try and guess the open critic average of is Bomb Rush Cyberfunk, which has got a great name. And also, mm-hmm. it's a spiritual successor at Jet Set Radio. It is. Which makes me want to rate it higher than, than I probably should. <laughs> that was the first game I played on my Xbox original. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Vitz, what do you think it's going to get on open critic average? I think this is going to get a 75. 75. Reasonable. Reasonable. Yeah. I think people are going to be excited because they're going to want the spiritual successor to come back, but I think it's going to fall short. Hmm. See what you did there. Um, I'm going to go a little bit more optimistic than that. I probably wouldn't have, except... For some reason, in my brain, I'm like, High Fire Rush got a lot of good reviews. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I know it's, it's it's a similar vibe. It's not really a similar game, but the vibes are similar. So I'm going to go 78. Nice. 70. 70. Plus, I just really like saying Bomb Rush Cyberpunk. Bomber Cyberpunk is, is, a, is a very fun one to say. If I review this game, if I play and review this game, it is literally because that means I get to say Bomber Cyberpunk a bunch. <laughs> Out loud. That's the only reason. That's going to do it for episode 360. Uh, scroll, scroll, scroll. Four of the Words About Games podcast. <clears throat> I should put the episode, put the number at the bottom. <laughs> um... This, thanks for joining learning. us. Thanks for yeah, I'm still You're very welcome. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, no, it's been uh, a pleasure. It's been great talking Vember and Baldur's Gate with you. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and uh, I've been uh, you know challenged to do do one shot, so there's that as well. And yeah, yeah, please, because then Moody will shut up about it and <laughs> shut up about what? Sorry, Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, <laughs> well, I'll get off Keeps back so. <laughs> I bleed, I every day. Every day. Wow. Okay. Genius. You just scream. You just scream his name when you wake up. You just open the window. <laughs> Keith. <laughs> He's my car. And That's it. The birds like flying <laughs> off in the trees. Yeah. Car alarms going off. <laughs> A cat like meows and then runs into like all the garbage cans that fall over. Yeah. <laughs> Sophia just says, "Shut up, David." <laughs> I've heard that so many times when when we've been streaming. <laughs> <laughs> Daffy! <Daffin! laughs>
<laughs> just distantly. <laughs> that just shows I'm how much fun we have when we play games. I'm an, I'm an energetic person. Go. Yeah, I'm an energetic person. We did, we did Jackbox a couple of weeks ago. I mean, I think it's time we do Phasmophobia again. Maybe. For Maybe. a night. A night of You want to summon more spirits to your house, Ames? What the fuck's the worst that could happen at this point? <laughs> that's that's true. So I broke a tooth. What, what, what else is going to happen? I mean, you know, the laundry list of things that have gone wrong is since April mm -hmm. 2023, uh, 2022 have been tremendous. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck else? I mean, why the fuck not? Let's go. Let's go. I don't really need to at this point. Round right? two. Let's fucking, let's fucking find some more demons. We'll find some more ghosts. <laughs> And we'll have a good time doing it. We'll, we might even sing a second Meatloaf song. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, that's going to do it. So all I'll say is, um, um, Vitz, is there anything you want to say before you... Uh, yeah, be kind to yourselves. Uh, normalize supporting your friends, whether it's monetarily or just emotionally. And yeah, be good to each other. And play a member. You have no choice. Uh, yes, and play a member. Beauty. Close us out. Play us out. Do, do the thing. It's Friday. It's the weekend, people. You know what that means. Go. Can I ask, Moody? Sorry to interrupt. You you ask on Blue Sky every, pretty much every day. You know, it's it's Tuesday. You know what that means. It's Wednesday. You know what that means. The anxiety you give me because I never know what it means, <laughs> and I just sit there and I panic. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the origin of the origin of this is um, uh, an old. Uh, professional wrestler uh, in AEW sadly passed away. He okay. always tweeted out, it's Monday or Tuesday, you know what that means all the time. And in honor of him on the show, they do Dynamite every Saturday or every Wednesday. They say, it's Dynamite, you know what that means in honor of this person. He was such a... He was such, what he, was that person referring to, though? No fucking idea. Right. Yeah. Okay. What, is, no what idea. does it actually mean? He just did it. I have no idea. So I do it more of as an honor of the, to him. But We're also, just there. I have no idea what it means. Because I get yeah, it's I get it's Friday. I'm sorry, I'm jumping in because Fitz, I don't understand it either. But I get <laughs> it's Friday. You know what that means because I do know what that means. It's podcast day. That's what this Friday mm -hmm. means. But when when it's like mm -hmm. it's Monday, you know what that means, and I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I cannot help you with this. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's fine. Okay. Well, you know, mystery uncovered, so there's that. Well. <laughs> Please continue. Yeah. Hug your, hug your parents. Tell them you love them. Have a great weekend. Take care of yourselves and just be generally awesome. Peace out. <laughs>